you know, when you're answering a question that I'm over here coughing and sneezing and snorting into a microphone. Recording in progress. That's great. I just picked up recording in progress. Did oh, perfect. Yeah, we got a nice robot telling us that it's being recorded. And I, and I, we'll hear that in. If I forget to edit it out, it will. <laughs> people, people can't get enough robot content. All right, they love it. And to be fair, I listened to a lot of your Amazon Alexa <laughs> episode. It was great. It was. It was really good. I dare say it's a it's a sneakily good one. Let's, you don't yeah. think it's good. But yeah. It sneaks up on people. I can't believe how many answers or like how many questions she could answer. Yeah. Now I will say, full transparency, <laughs> there uh, there was a lot of time where it's like, what's the perfect breakfast? Yeah. And it just went like, I don't understand. Yeah. Or I yeah. can't answer you. So it was editing out a lot of like alternate wordings mm. to get the exact thing like what's your favorite breakfast what's the most popular you know yeah. like getting to the heart of it but i never changed the actual heart of the question every yeah. answer i got was genuine yeah uh so as genuine as alexa can be <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's an anxious dm talking with friends don't run walk it's a Talk. And how? I don't remember. Anyway, this is a good time for the the compliment. Uh, we'll start Ooh. with it before I forget. Um, I think your show is just amazing. Like I, I listened to four hours and forty five minutes of you and Brennan Lee Mulligan talking about nothing. And it was the greatest four minutes and 40, like four hours and forty minutes of my life. <laughs> that that really means a lot. And, Thank and, you. And like um, I've listened to Sam Reich's. I mean, I'm a huge I'm a huge Dimension Twenty fan and like Game Changer and, and like that whole. I've really fallen in love with a lot of that cast. Um, but like Becca Scott, I was listening to that interview. It was great. But then I just listened to your recent one. I don't I don't even remember his name. But he's the the wrestling the guy that's oh uh, Greg Javai yeah an independent wrestler yeah. yeah and I just reached out to him on Twitter because he said that he liked the Hush sound oh yeah I'm a huge Hush sound fan <laughs> like huge I like I saw them in high school same as him like I saw them in high school I went and like took a high school like person I was interested in dating but we we had a great time like I actually saw two other friends <laughs> there and we had such a good oh, time that's great. But I remember I like made eye contact with like the lead singer for what felt like the whole concert. And I was like, oh, I'm in love. I didn't realize like. <laughs> and this then, is it. So, this is, we've, we've done it right here. Yeah. So I reached out to him on Twitter and he actually like, we, he fought, we followed each other. So it was cool. It was cool that thank oh, you. Thank you for that. the connection. But um, so that's why I think it's the greatest. It's just amazing. However, I, I also do have a deep like and it's not that I want it but I have a deep hatred for your podcast Ooh. because I wish I would have thought of it like <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it turns out like I don't know if I did anything new or if I'm doing anything proprietary, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I could be replaced with a a speaker box at any point. No, not true. Um not know, maybe, true maybe that's like the the little voice in the back of my head yeah. saying that but i i i just 
I scoured the internet to make sure this wasn't something that I'm just missing. Oh, really? Yeah, be- before I did it, uh, especially the name of the podcast, yeah. uh, like anything related to it, I was like, has this been done? Yeah. And like, it, it ask a couple of friends, like, have you heard of any show like this? Because it seems like it seems almost too obvious because yeah. I, don't, I don't do any work. Like, I put a lot of work before into it and I put it work into editing it. But like, I don't have to prepare for no. interviews. No. I don't have to do I, I read off a list. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it just it felt one step too easy. But I don't know. People seem to like it. So. This this is where I think the this is where I think the delicate balance that people will miss comes into play is how you listen to the responses because sometimes what i've noticed Mm. what you do like i'm obviously i work in mental health because i psychoanalyze everything so like (laughs) i'm not even a doctor i'm like i'm like i have like a bachelor's degree i'm not even like (laughs) well la di da here four four years of college that i actually did in seven because i failed anatomy (laughs) (laughs) those gen heads will catch you every time jeez but anyway (laughs) the thing that you do beautifully is you know when to like relate your own stories to what they're saying because like Mm. because what'll happen is somebody will say something and sometimes you'll just be like that was a great answer like here's the next question and that would be easy to do it's like question answer done question answer done but you like weave your tails within and it's so good it's so good is this what this show is because this is the best (laughs) just getting complimented this is amazing so far well you're gonna Uh, when you get famous you're gonna start to hate getting complimented so like i'm glad i'm the first i'm yeah (laughs) bring it on world (laughs) oh your eyes are too perfect oh your physique is so nice oh please i'm so sick of it um no no, thank you i mean i i think some of that and it May, who knows i don't want to be here pat myself on the back nah, but, but you should <laughs> oh come on now um but i did work in the restaurant industry for a very long time yeah and i remember getting a compliment uh from one of the bartenders there who i'm not gonna name his name but he read a book about bartending and waiting which i was like that's the nerdiest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> which is why I'm not naming them. But they, <laughs> they told me like, oh, I noticed something about you when you go up to tables. You do the thing that the book says you absolutely always have to do. And it's match their energy. Yeah. Whatever. Like the worst thing is being ugh, exhausted after work. And you just, all you want to do is gorge on onion rings and chicken wings yeah. and whatever. And the waiter comes over and goes, hey guys, oh what can I get you today? Gosh. It's like, oh. I want to throw the onion rings into your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, the opposite is true. When you're super happy and you're like, oh my God, this is great. I'm with friends and beer and all this stuff. And then the waiter's like, all right, can I get you anything? It just, it just puts a damper on everything yeah. really, really quickly. So it's just like, you just have to figure out, just match their levels. And I think I mentally figured that out working at the bar. And I'd like to think I apply it to the podcast still. Like, not that anyone I've had is like in a bad mood. No, but yeah. you, you just have to, you have to read the room. You have to yep. see how willing they are, what avenues 
might be good to go down yeah. and uh and you know follow up with that yeah no and it's it's i love that and i it's funny because like my brother was really big into reading um what is it uh how to win friends i think how to win friends and influence people by oh yeah. Carnegie, yeah yeah which i i remember reading that book and being like this is the stupidest book i've ever read <laughs> And my brother like loved it. I was like, dude, why do you like this book? It's just about how to like manipulate people. That's all it is. Yeah. And he was like, no, man, like this is like, this is it. Like this is, you know, and I, and we talked about it like just barely. And I realized like, that's something that I've learned through a lot of like trial and error. Um, but it, I never, I never realized I learned it. Um, but I do a lot of what they do in the book. Oh. Um, yeah, like using people's names, that is like it's Oh, that is that's like a sales technique or something is, I've heard, right? It is. Like now now Bob, listen. I got to tell Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? I'm here, I'm already there. <laughs> I'm focused now. Yeah, and like cuz as a therapist, like I really one thing I've started doing is I realized I was horrible at doing names. So now, but I've realized it's really important for people going through a hard time that they feel heard and people feel heard when you even just listen to their name. Like that's like the most wow. basic way you can listen to somebody. Yeah. So what I started doing is like, I will be like, Oh, what's your name? And like, and then I'll immediately repeat it and I'll like write it down and like say it again. And so I've become what I hate. That's what. <laughs> And that's what this show's really about. <laughs> Becoming what you hate. That should be the tagline. I think you just figured it out. Um, this is the Becoming last... Becoming what you hate, dot, 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 and T. <laughs> uh, before we get too far, and I have to do some really crazy editing. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's have you introduce yourself. Oh, right, that. <laughs> I'd like if this naturally got to this point, like 12 minutes in, and then I finally said my name. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, my name is Bob Buell. I suppose I have a podcast. I guess. Uh, I, ostensibly. Everyone uh, keeps telling you that. <laughs> who knew? Uh, called 99 Questions, where I interview uh some some wonderful folks an oddly numbered interview no an oddly numbered interview filled with interesting questions for interesting people yeah is that what it is it's more or less i, I have it written down because i can never remember oh, okay okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll i'll show you right here this on top of my bookshelf here i have a little um uh handbook for the recently deceased what from, uh, from uh, Beetlejuice on Broadway. Oh my gosh, uh, that's the, so cool! The B is a different sticker that I got, mm. but yeah, I saw Beetlejuice on Broadway and it was amazing. And inside of here are my intros, guest uh, ideas. There's my intro. There's my ground rules. There's the people who do the songs for the show because oh I always shout them out every episode. Uh, and then I take notes on the episode as I listen to them, so I can do my little "What did we learn at the end?" Oh my uh, gosh! So this is like the uh you know mastermind behind the whole thing is this this little book the handbook for the recently deceased <laughs> <laughs> i mean you see beetlejuice on broadway how do you not buy that book oh, like that that was so good and that's also incredible. that show 
ruled. I don't even think it's out anymore. And with you know, all sorts of, of pandemic stuff, who knows? But uh, amazing. It was like a comedy musical. And the, the little girl who played Lydia, hmm. the main girl in it, uh, has like the most amazing voice I've ever heard. She really? Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Because she was like 14 or something. And she was like belting out this thing in a 20,000 person uh i was gonna say arena theater yeah um and absolutely crushed it it was so 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 good theaters are just arena of the arts (laughs) (laughs) i've always said that i've famously always i've said that hey i'm gonna go down to the match later on the the musical match Who's facing uh, each other? Uh, treble and bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's, uh, I got the the over under is crazy. Yeah. Tenor, tenor is highly favored, but <laughs> uh, also Bob, what are you what are you drinking today? What do you got? Oh, excellent question. Oh. Uh, out of my wonderful oh. um, Craig Ferguson show, incredible uh, rattlesnake mug, incredible. It took me a very long time at the beginning of pandemic to track down because no place had it. Really, uh, and I I paid far too much for it on eBay. A number I won't be giving out. Uh, <laughs> I am drinking some wonderful green tea mm. uh, out of my rattlesnake mug, but because I know I am a, a heavy drinker, I love my liquids. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> uh, I have a backup jug of peppermint. so second half things are getting wild (laughs) things are getting pepperminty things are getting so do you find pepperminty invigorates you or mellows you out Ooh, what a great question (laughs) uh uh i think it depends on the context in this context i think it's going to invigorate me i think it's going to send some wonderful smells through my sinuses and i'm gonna go let's go i'm ready to roll (laughs) but if i were lying in bed watching a youtube video just like already pre-zonked out Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. when you take a sip you're out you're out it's all it's it's the it's the swiss army knife of teas I go very basic with my teas. I love green tea. I love black tea. I love peppermint tea. Yeah. I like an oolong. That's about as as I've as never had an oolong. Good stuff. Mm. There's a, a there's a Chinese place that does uh, dim sum. One of my favorite uh, kind of uh, lunches. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they they specialize in it, and it's absolutely amazing. Uh, and they had an oolong tea and i went there about three or four times and every time i would ask the waiter like what is this yeah. what is this and uh eventually i got a straight answer of oolong tea because most of the waiters just didn't know oh, i was gonna say why wouldn't they tell you are they like <laughs> keeping it secret like don't let him find out about the oolong if they the divorce just... gets out we're ruined <laughs> <laughs> they grabbed the tea and ran off into the other room and I went, no. uh, they put tape on all the packaging they're like sharpieing it out as i walked by uh but no it's it's great and that Mm. that's what absolutely turned me on to it now i'll I'll pick it up and it's it's the perfect like middle yeah it just not too strong not too weak not too it doesn't have a a bouquet of anything it just it's just perfect it's nice and mellow yeah i uh i got some i'm drinking some it's called sweet and spicy tea it's it's actually what i think 
is a pretty cheesy name. That's like one of the cheesiest names you could do for a tea. Now, would you just, if you could describe it in two words, <laughs> two adjectives, sweet, both beginning with S. Sweet and. Oh, dang it. Ah, I wasted ah, I wasted it. We hit the roadblock. <laughs> But it, it is, it does, you know, to be fair, they did, you're right, they nailed it on the head, like, it is sweet, and it's got that spice at the end, it's got, like, cinnamon and ginger. Oh, mm-hmm. ginger, yeah. And there's orange in it, and the orange brings, like, a little sweetness. Mm. But, um, I did make this tea at 1 o'clock today, and it's now 3.30, so... <laughs> It's super cold. <laughs> Perfect. We call that in the biz iced tea. <laughs> what about tepid tea? Can we call it that? Is that? <laughs> this is just not doing anything for anyone. It's <laughs> right in between ice and hot tea. Just mildly uncomfortable. It's the Goldilocks. That's really, that's the title of my autobiography. It's just mildly uncomfortable. <laughs> that's the tagline of the show. Modern... <laughs> mildly uncomfortable i love it put that on a t-shirt that'd be good that'd be good um bob i i'm 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 experimenting with the the format of this show and i i was talking with a co-worker one of my three listeners and um so i have to i have to you know try to appeal to my my fan base my yeah of course you got to give the people what they want (laughs) so uh do you want do you want to start off with a question or a story that's that's the two options we got i'm gonna go it seems on brand so i'm gonna go with question okay now i'm so glad you chose question because this is this question is is very important so oh boy uh everyone at home brace yourself all right if you're if you have some sort of uh support around you grab it please Mm -hmm. so i i need i do need to give a little preface to this question that's how important it is uh at work we do we do like i run groups mostly so it's usually like between two to 20 people come to a group and then i run a group for them and i'm a recreation therapist so we usually play a game but i always start off all my groups with just a check-in and i ask people their names how they're feeling just so you can kind of check in. And then I do a fun question. And this question has been one of the most interesting ones that I've ever asked. And I'm so happy to be asking you this question. It is, what is your favorite question? (laughs) Wow. This is great. This is great. What's your favorite question you have 99 to choose from so i uh, <laughs> i was tempted just to pull out the list and look at it you can but... you can <laughs> oh there it is you are so you're old school everything you got is paper man oh it's beautiful I, it's the tactileness i need something yeah, you know? yeah i use my computer like an idiot <laughs> Uh, favorite question yeah see this is my this is my famous bob buell almost an answer not an answer dancing around the question Mm -hmm. i like a lot of these for different people and for different reasons Mm. so so i'll i'll throw a couple of them at you and i'll i'll probably work my way to my favorite um 
I love the question that is on here. Have you had something happen to you that you consider paranormal? I yeah. love asking people that because probably 70% of the time, you're just going to get a no. Really? And I'm that always high? a little disappointed. It probably... Wow. I was going to say, it's, yeah, it's probably a little higher than 50-50, maybe a 60-70, something like that. Uh, but when you hit, when you do get someone who just says, yes, yeah, you're in for a good story yeah, every for single sure. time. And I love it. I love listening to ghost stories. I love listening to alien stories anything anything that people think is is paranormal and who knows the reasoning who know who cares about why i'm less interested in the why yeah. i just love the what yeah <laughs> interesting um so so that's truly one of my favorites that's a good one um i'm realizing how many of these aren't questions that i just really <laughs> cheated on like i well, tell me a joke. No <laughs> world, that's a question. How I have tell, the goal. Tell me a thing. joke. <laughs> <laughs> it I think it was originally written as, "Will you tell me a joke?" But yeah. then I think I'd have too many people just say no. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is this is interesting because uh, in um, so I used to be Mormon and I went on a mission, did the oh, whole nice. Mormon mission thing, and uh, they always they had you ask important questions in a very formatted way and it was always will you and then question so it was like will you be baptized and become a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints like that's the big question uh, i gotcha i but it would have been better as just a statement you know it was like <laughs> hey be baptized in the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints you know? <laughs> Just someone up there nodding. Sure. Like, are you going to say no? Because that wasn't a question. So. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, the, the famous knife versus bat, That that's a very... That one is so controversial. Topic. It's so controversial. Yeah. And I get yeah. so... I find myself getting so mad at people's answers. Like... I'm so upset by what they say, and and I and I know we disagree on our answers. Oh, okay. You're the, I've, I've famously come out as Team Knife. Yeah, famously Team. Yeah, knife. and I'm disappointed, but at least I I understand your reasoning. I hear other people's reasoning. I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite answer to that one was a uh, Caldwell Tanner. Oh, uh, I need who, to listen to that one. I need to listen to that one. It's a good one. It's uh, my best early one. Yeah. Um and uh, his answer was bat only because it thinks he thinks it will give him the most time to call a lift and escape <laughs> from the scenario altogether. <laughs> and I said I I respect that a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um yeah, that one I I took directly. The ones that I I give names to like the Ron Bennington, the, mm. the Ryan Davis, the Ben Hansen. Those are the ones that I outright stole uh, yeah. from someone else. So I felt only right to give them a little bit of attribution. Yeah, you're a good guy. <laughs> hey, you know. Uh, so that one's from a Giant Bomb, an old, uh, old. They're still around. They're still great. Uh, a video game website. Mm. Um, and they famously had a mailbag question one week, which was exactly the wording of that. Wow. You're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a, I think it's six inch non serrated knife. Uh, knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which yeah. do you choose, knife or bat? Yeah. Basically, you're in a fight, you know, with, with someone. Uh, what's the better weapon there? And yeah. 
they famously still discuss it to this day. Yeah, because, it's a like, good one. Some people are so firmly in one camp, and some oh, yeah. people are so firmly in the other camp. It's, it always gets a a Riley one there. Yeah, I'm unshakable team bat. Unshakable wow. team bat. Unshakable. Yeah. yeah, like I don't think I could be convinced team knife. I can understand. <laughs> I can understand the viewpoint of team knife, and like I respect it. But I respect some of my best friends are team knife. <laughs> like. <laughs> I have a cousin who's team knife, okay? <laughs> we still talk. We still we still have family dinners. Sure, you know. He's also he's also he's also a Patriots fan, so you know. Uh, like... <laughs> well, listen, nobody's perfect. Uh, yeah, no that that's a that's a big one. Yeah, uh, it's a I good, like that it's one a good lot. One. So I I was interested. Um, oh yes, please. you have you have a lot of fighting questions. Um, I didn't realize it at first, but after doing a, a, a lot of these episodes, I'm like, yeah, I do. I have I have three, and they all come in the first half uh, that all get a little violent. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> That's yeah. why now I've started to preface, like, this is the last fighting question, yeah. I, <laughs> I yeah. promise you. And I actually like, I like that you get them out early, because the show does start, like, it's like an icebreaker. It's weird. It's like you tap into um, things that are very common for people, like food, uh, music, and fighting. You know, <laughs> and even <laughs> even if you've never been in a fight before, there is that like primal instinct that exists there. And, and like, yeah, there's almost there's always this thing in our mind that's like, well, we could fight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, the 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 order of the list is something that took me a very long time i believe to, to really nail down because it was not only coming up with that many questions which is tricky um but like i i definitely cut a few before you know any any kind of recording was done mm. reorganized a lot kind of put them in sections just like you said here's the music section and you know that feels right to come relatively early yeah uh then like one or two deeper ones then oh right back to like tv show you love sports you love you know favorite actor like the the media kind of questions um because yeah if i if i started with when was the last time you cried? We're never getting anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as as 94 or whatever it is, yeah. like we 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 build our way up to it. <laughs> For sure, absolutely. Yeah, I think I do think the order is pretty uh, pretty beautiful because it's like it's like that you get sucked in in those first ones because you can like you can have answers for a lot of the, like anybody can have answers for a lot of the first ones, but then in the yeah. last half, it's a lot of very personalized stuff, which you can that at that point in time, you're just listening and you're like, Oh, this is cool. Cause I'm hearing somebody else's experience, like not their opinion on what the, you know, what the best breakfast in the world is or like <laughs> what, what animal they could beat up like in a fight, you know? Yeah. It's that's, really That's cool. why I always laugh when people, well, thank you. Thank you again. But, uh, when when people kind of chuckle at the first couple of like, oh, give me a real hardball. It's like favorite breakfast, first album you bought. Like, I like, let's Dude. let's ramp up the you know the the roller coaster doesn't start horizontal. Like it, <laughs> it, it it's it's gotta it's gotta work. It's yeah. gotta work its way there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all all my favorite episodes are the ones that like start slow and then 
really really ramp up yeah um one of my favorite examples of it um is a, a fellow by the name of blake hester uh, a great person uh, who I've had a couple different interactions with and couldn't be cooler. Uh, he's a writer for Game Informer magazine and mm. uh, the video game journalism. Uh, and I loved him for a podcast that he did before that called uh, Game Query, which yeah. is just him and a bunch of friends just goofing off. And it was just the greatest thing in the world. Um, and so I interviewed him right before he got hired with, with Game Informer. So it's a very interesting little pocket of his life. But it's great going through the first 20 30 questions <clears throat> and you can tell that he's kind of like hinting at like oh you know i had a rough couple of years or this and that mm. and you know i i'm i'm again i'm not here to pry i'm not here to you know reach into i'm not doing a 2020 interview yeah. here. this is just me asking questions but if it naturally happens it naturally happens and then like by the end of the the episode you find out that he had, and I, I don't feel bad saying this because he said it on the show on the and he said it publicly several times, yeah. but he went to rehab for like alcohol. Oh, and the second day he was in, he found out he had cancer. Oh my gosh. Like, and I was like, what a one, two punch of news. Oh my gosh. Uh, and he's better from both of them now. Wow. Like he's, uh, so like he's absolutely firing on all cylinders. I can't recommend his writing highly enough. That's incredible. Uh, but like, but again, starting with what's your favorite breakfast, yeah. and then leading into that story an hour yeah. later, it really just it it it, it made me it made my heart melt for him. That's and incredible. he couldn't be a cooler guy. And then like the question right after that, he's just like listing off Metallica albums <laughs> that are really cool. So it's just like. I love it. I love that episode it's so heaven, much for that reason. Um, it's a it's a little bit of everything. You get yeah. your buffet of emotions all in one. It's, uh, it's one a very episode. well-rounded podcast. Like it's a very well-rounded podcast. And 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 like man, that just that story because like going to rehab, the decision to go to rehab is so hard. Like I've worked in rehab facilities, and like the decision is so tough because it's tough on a personal level. But also, like, it's tough because if you have, like, people that are close to you, you know, and you have to tell them, like, hey, this is what's happening, it's so yeah. hard. And then, like, but then when you make the step, I feel like a lot of people are like, I made the step, I'm gonna do it, I've done it. And then you find out you have fucking cancer? Yeah. Yeah. In Where's the, the fairness in that universe? Come on! <laughs> like, it's like climbing a mountain, and as soon as you, like, hit the top, they're like... Nope. It's like that Simpsons episode. Nope. Second mountain <laughs> on top of that first mountain. It's just like, well, it's, it's brutal. But like I said, he, he's, you know, all good now I'll in watch. all of regards. I'll and, listen to that uh, one. Uh, truly a heck of a guy. Shout I, out to Blake Hester. Never yeah, stop sniping. Love him. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I'm, I'm going to listen to that one because yeah, I, I commute to work right now and it's like, it's like an hour or I, commute like via public transit so it's like an hour and a, uh, it's like an hour and a half like, i'm not on the east coast where we've got you know you got oh yeah metros and subways and <laughs> the west coast sucks um yeah yeah how do they go by because i've always been an east coast boy famous new jerseyan uh so it's like i've always had you know oh i'm gonna catch a hockey game in newark yeah i'll take a train mm -hmm. oh we're going to new york for a show Okay, I'll take a train to a subway. Uh, like easy, easy, easy. I boom, want boom, that boom. so bad. <laughs> that, 
I know people from like Kansas, and they're just like, oh, the Midwest nope. is nope. Yeah, the Midwest <laughs> is not even. That's a whole. Other I think story. they just got trains like last year or something. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing out there. Uh, but yeah, even Los Angeles, it just it feels like there should be something here. Yeah. Uh, they always complain about traffic, and then they just go, well, can we add anything beyond cars? Nah. No. <laughs> they always say no. And then I'm, I'm near Portland. Same thing. Uh, like, yep. there's there's traffic because I live on the Washington side. So you have to go across a river to get to Oregon. and yeah, and like bridge traffic already. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, and, and they had an agreement to be like, all right, we're doing a train from Oregon to Washington. We'll do it. But, oh, there you go. but it's two different states. And so Washington, oh, Washington was like, nope, we're out. You guys have to pay more than we do for this. Absurd. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. Yeah, so. like, we, other places have this figured out. Just copy and paste. Yes, and that's the thing. <laughs> it's not like you're reinventing the wheel. Like, yeah. it's been Trains? invented. Underground? Jeez, please. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, are you a fan of pork roll? I love pork roll. Uh, okay, I do. Okay. Uh, that's that's one of the many famous Jersey tropes. It's the only roll. one I know, but like food wise. <laughs> now here's the question: Maybe this is only an East Coast thing. Do you know any alternate terms for pork roll? Because there is one. No. That people have a lot of. Um, I'm just gonna say gatekeeping about uh, on the East Coast. Uh, it is sometimes called Taylor Ham. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's the brand, right? Correct. Yes, 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 yes. The the fun thing about that is, I think it might have changed ten years ago, something like mm -hmm. that. But don't quote me on this part. But um, for sure, for a long time, a company called Taylor made pork roll, yeah. so it was just called Taylor Ham but they were based out of Pennsylvania and they kind of refused to ship it anywhere wider than like the tri-state area. Mm. So Pennsylvania had Taylor ham. Wow. New York had Taylor ham and New Jersey had Taylor ham. Oh my gosh. They, if you were lucky bits of Connecticut, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's about it. So everywhere in the, everywhere else in the world, it's pork roll, but for New Jerseyans it's and Taylor Pennsylvanians ham. and Philly, you, you ask for a Taylor ham on a, bagel you know what Jeez. i mean or <laughs> taylor ham egg and cheese sandwich yeah like, so yeah some people have told me like taylor like i'm like do you like pork roll and they're like ah taylor ham and i'm like i don't know what that means you know i don't <laughs> i never say that but my brain does yeah i just nod it, and go yeah uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious either way it's the same thing there's no but you know people love to fight about anything and they'll they'll be like same as knife versus bat. It's they, the same thing. I'm staunchly <laughs> T even, Taylor Ham. Even though I will never fight with a knife or bat, I have an opinion. <laughs> even though I'll never eat Taylor Ham, I have an opinion. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I'm I don't take a side in that one. Taylor Ham mm. or, or pork roll, I use them both. Same as GIF and JIF. I don't know why. Oh, I'm like yeah, I'm mad. About I, that I change one. every every oh, time I say it. I don't oh, know why. Coward. I absolutely 100 percent unabashedly. You're just you're a social chameleon. That's all you are. It's just you match can, the energy, man. It is really though. It really is. You're right. Um, how do you eat your bagels then? Because I have a New Jersey friend who's very opinionated about this. So how do I eat my bagels? Yeah, like I just gnaw on it like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> crumbs just like yeah. all 
all yeah. throughout. Someone turning a corner and he, <laughs> <laughs> And I turn and scamper off. I yeah. stuff it in my cheeks and run. <laughs> uh, I don't... How, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what cream what cheese. No cream cheese. Talking about. Oh, I usually go. Uh, maybe this is odd. I don't know. I usually go butter, butter, and cream cheese. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It now in an ideal world, if this is like a a Sunday morning, I have bagels like those Pepperidge Farm kind of bagel things yeah. at home, and I'm doing it. I put a layer of butter. Okay. Throw it in the toaster oven. Bring it out. Sorry. Hold no, on. No, no, all good. Cut here. <laughs> My wife just got home. Oh, there you go. They had to alert you. Okay, sorry. So butter goes on the bagel, then we toast it. Then we toast it, mm -hmm. bring it out of the toaster, then throw the cream cheese on top. While it's still warm. It's easier to spread the cream cheese when it's warm. Exactly. For sure, that makes Plus, sense. Plus, the butter's already melted, so you're not biting in and getting huge globs of butter in there, which oh, is always... Yeah. I'm never a huge fan of. Uh, so it's already melted. It's making the, you know, ideally outside of the bagel a little crispy inside mm -hmm. of the bagel a little buttery and soft mm -hmm. and then that cream cheese in the middle is the ah, ah that sounds so good beautiful thing i <laughs> i am truly a uh an, an, a apostate when it comes to how i eat my bagels <laughs> because it's like in utah i utah just loves sugar like they love because uh, mormons mormons don't do like coffee um really yeah but we do but we i we i'm not i'm no longer mormon but like <laughs> we we used to the do royal we yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh a lot of like caffeinated sugared soda that was um, what it is yeah like we have soda shops still like drive through soda shops and they're huge oh, wow it's, there's like swig soda licious um i love swig yeah that's a good name yeah, no, so we we have like we have like our bagel places are like Rich's bagels and Einstein Brothers. Those are the big ones in Utah. Yeah. And so they have like schmear, um, but like oh, yeah. we would always just get the strawberry schmear. Like always strawberry schmear. Ooh. But, interesting. But what I discovered is that the best way to eat a bagel if you're not a purist at all is mm -hmm. you toast a bagel, then you do cream cheese, and then you do one of two things, depending on how you're feeling. You either go jam, jam on top. I do like a jam and cream cheese. That's great. Or you go Nutella. And that's Ooh. that's the winner right there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you get okay. it. has like the tang of the cream cheese with the creaminess. And the creaminess of the cream cheese with the creaminess of the Nutella. Just like it's two different types of like creaminess. Oh, man. This and it, I can get behind this. It really like works. This. It works well on crappy bagels because you're trying to disguise the taste of how shitty this bagel is. Got it. Got Just, it. See, maybe that's the maybe that's the issue. East Coast famous for their good bagels. Yeah, true. That true. good New York water. That's is it the, really? The it's the water. Really? Yep. It's the it's something about the city levels, pH levels, salt levels of like just tap water in New York, New Jersey area. Uh, I worked at a bakery for two years. No, we didn't you do, did not. I, it was an Italian bakery. We didn't do bagels, but we did every kind of roll, French bread, focaccia, bread, this and it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. We had we had several big pizza places order focaccia bread, and we would hand deliver Love it at the end of our focaccia. shift. Uh, so yeah, I'd get in there like four in the morning, leave at four p.m., just 
rolling bread, rolling dough, rolling dough. What jobs have you had? Is it like a lot of, <laughs> is it a lot of food industry? Cause like I love, I've worked food industry too. It's, it's, but it's, but bakery, that's a whole nother beast. Like, oh, it's a whole nother beast. I like, I was consistently like 15 feet from like a always on 550 degree oven. Jesus Christ. Uh, so like it would be dead of winter snow inches high on the ground you'd show up in a white t-shirt and uh basketball shirt <laughs> because like anything more and you like even in that you're sweating uh, yeah but, like yeah. anything more no you, oh. you're not gonna make it through the shift you're gonna pass out <laughs> um Jeez. yeah no I, i've had a i've had a litany of odd jobs mm. uh i'll say uh i i cleaned boats no way that is awesome that's super cool uh i worked down the shore uh like power washing barnacles wow. uh, detailing the insides like on the uh, boardwalk or like uh it was like a little fishing town basically down the shore oh my gosh that's, of New that Jersey. is incredible um and yeah i was uh, like i got to just drive a forklift because nobody cared uh so like i just osha uh, wasn't coming by and you know <laughs> no god no nobody nobody cared um that was fun yeah i, I worked at a what's your bakery what's your for best forklift story <sighs> see i wish i had a really good one but i i, I really I only did that job for like a summer and a half and then i tried to do it during school and i was like this isn't this is a summer job all the way like there's no way i'm doing this outside of summer to be fair it's probably good you don't have a forklift <laughs> story because usually those don't end well <laughs> yeah a buddy of mine works at the uh like the warehouse for sam's club oh yeah. yeah yeah i'm gonna say sam's club and every week he has a new forklift story of oh this new guy thought he could do it and he just ran through 19 oh, boxes of wheat thins and like <laughs> like oh my god uh or like turned a corner too quickly because you don't realize how fast those things turn it doesn't turn like a car it just like mm -hmm. it goes yeah, yeah. uh severed so someone's like... leg clean off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh legless johnny yeah you know him. yeah 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 one leg uh, johnny <laughs> uh so luckily i don't have any any crazy forklift stories yeah, of my own fair. thankfully that's good so when you were in food service, was it mostly um, serving? Uh, I, I truly did. I worked in an Irish pub oh, for. Cool. Okay, I think you talk six about years. That. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. mentioned it a few times on the podcast. Six I, I, years is a long ass time. Yeah, some sometimes overlapping with other jobs. You know, like I'd pick up. Uh, sometimes it would be six days a week. Sometimes it would be one day a week, like yeah. depending on what else I was doing. Uh, but I, until I fully left it, it was like six years. And I started as a busboy, slowly moved up to food runner, slowly moved up to waiter, wow. moved up to bartender. Like I did literally every job in that place. Wow. Uh, and then there were a couple shifts where the snow got really bad and the kitchen staff didn't show up. So I had to work in the kitchen too. Uh, so like I literally did every, oh, and I was a bouncer there once. Also. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, because the, the guy Why was on vacation. Bouncers? Only on Saturday nights when it got like really busy, they would have someone checking IDs at the front oh. just so the bartenders didn't have to do it. I see. Okay. Um, so it, it, again, bouncer in the, in the softest sense of the word. Sure. That's fair. Because that's it fair. was so funny because like all the regulars knew me and they know I'm not going to hurt a fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was great walking in there and I had like one little headphone 
like uh, thing reaching up. It was before like, you know, AirPods and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Or maybe I just couldn't afford it. Uh, so I just had the one wire sticking up and they said I looked like a Secret Service agent. Yeah, the- for sure. <laughs> For sure. I was, just, I was probably just listening to like podcast or like Kid Cuddy or something. Like, I don't know. I was just listening to something so inane. Kid and... Cuddy's podcast. <laughs> the Cuddy cast. The yeah. Cuddy cast. <laughs> uh, but the, the biggest thing the bouncer told me was just like, it just look intimidating. If you think they're under 21, don't let them in. Mm. And here's a black light. That's oh. the only three things you need. So oh, I just did that over light, I see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you check the little whatever watermark. stamp that's on. Yeah. The little watermark yeah. that's on people's IDs. Uh, but I will say uh, I only did that twice. Maybe I did it that weekend that he was on vacation. The most satisfying thing in the world is when like a tea, a, a group of like teenage girls who are clearly under 21, <laughs> none of them have IDs. You know, they say they don't have IDs. I left it at home. <laughs> yeah. And I just go, no. And now they're just like annoyed texting people outside of the bar. And I'm just standing there at the doorway like, this is the greatest (laughs) thing. (laughs) This is so satisfying. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That Uh, is such a that is that is like the difference to me between East Coast and West Coast right there. (laughs) Oh, because, man, I would feel so guilty. Like, I'd just be like, (laughs) yeah, come on in. Whatever. It's not like if if it was a nightclub, if it was something that I knew. Why are they trying to get into an Irish pub? Like, why is that? (laughs) Exactly. On a Saturday night, they're going to an Irish pub, like across the street from a train station. Like, you have no place here. The games, the game is on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's either a football game or a soccer game. Like, get out of here. Like, go underage drink at the dive bar down the road, like everyone else did. (laughs) Like, don't do it here. Go do Uh, or or just do it at home. You know, yeah, seriously. You'll still have uncle or a cousin to buy a twelve pack, and you're golden. You'll pay less and i promise you won't be surrounded by <laughs> like middle-aged men just yeah. complaining about their wives and jobs like <laughs> which really was the entire job yeah. that's all that was yeah. yeah i only i only ever hosted i like uh oh in, nice well, okay i worked like in a chain restaurant as like an order taker and you know you have whatever that is I yeah don't know yeah what that is. But, like, uh, I wasn't on the line ever. And then I was a host at, like, a sushi restaurant. Um, Ooh. Yeah, and that was probably, like, the fanciest gig I ever had. And then um, when I started going to college, I don't know if I worked food again. Because I was like, yeah, I'm I'm never working food again. Like, <laughs> That's a lot of people's reactions uh, to working in the food industry. Yeah. Uh, it it really does drain you. It it's, does. It's, it's it's when it's fun, like the post shift yep. shenanigans with the gang. Yeah, yep. <laughs> nothing better. Yep. But like when you're miserable and you just like, I I remember there was one time I had, what was it? It was something minor. It wasn't even surge. Oh, I had an I had an ingrown toenail. Oh, so ooh, I, that so, is so rough. I, so I went to the the foot doctor or whatever mm-hmm. and they they just went okay and they like clipped a thing and did whatever they had to do and i was fine but like my foot was just killing me uh, you know yeah. for that whole day because they yeah. did whatever to the nail and so i had to work that night though oh jeez, so you're Holy walking crap. around how that's that's the thing <laughs> but when my, my my favorite thing of working those jobs is when you look at a table 
and you have to be at least personable you know some somewhere in the realm of happy to personable yeah. uh and and then as soon as the waiters turn around and face the rest of the staff like the back of the room and their face just goes eh. <laughs> like that makes me laugh every single time yeah. when someone like yeah i'll get those mozzarella sticks for you and then they turn around and they're like <laughs> yeah yeah i that is the peak of humor for me uh, i love that yeah there is like there is this amazing camaraderie that happens and like you can you can like never hang out with these people outside of work and you can still feel like they're your best friends like yeah because i mean i remember when i was hosting like you had there were two types of servers in hosting there was the ones that they just wanted to like get their shit done and they just wanted like to make their money they wanted to get tips and that was it. and they and their reaction to things was always anger like if you overbooked <laughs> yeah. them they were mad if you underbooked them they were mad and that was like <laughs> the only way they communicated and then you had the other people that realized like oh it's the it's the hosts that dictate like when things are slow, who's getting the tables? Mm-hmm. And so, like, and it's interesting because I realized, like, I am very percent, like, I'm very easily influenced. If I like somebody, like, I will give them the tables. It's just Their how it's going to go. section is getting everybody that night. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, like, when we haven't had a customer, we haven't had someone come in for, you know, like, 30 minutes. Somebody comes in, I'm like, yeah, we'll give it to, we'll give it to Blake, you know? Blake's a good guy. <laughs> With him. He's he's been chatting with me the whole time. And, you know, I'll send it his way. <laughs> oh no, I I totally get it. Uh, yeah, the the restaurant industry is very very interesting. Yeah, a lot of characters come in and out of that place. Um, but I will say I've I've always said this since I worked in it, is that I think people as a whole would be better if they just worked in a food service industry. For like a year. Yes, I've like said the same was... thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've said it should be government mandated that yeah. you need to work two years in a customer relations job, and that can yes. that can Whether either be sale or food or like sales. A, a... Exactly. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> because I I know friends who don't do it or oh, haven't done it, gosh. and then we'll go out to dinner and they'll like try to tip like ten percent or something, it's and I'm like, I couldn't walk out of here with my head held high. <laughs> knowing what you tipped on exactly like, there's no chance yeah. i could do it yeah. uh even if your or, server isn't that great like it doesn't yeah. matter you know no unless it's unjustifiably yes. bad yes they're probably getting 20 percent from me yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like, sorry that's just that's just what it is at this point seriously uh oh god yeah just the the world would be just a little bit nicer I all agree. around i think it was crazy the other day i just was going to mcdonald's the other day like i was nice i'm not above mcdonald's you know and uh oh. i was in the drive-thru and it was just taking forever and like you know if mcdonald's is slow you know shit has hit the fan like yeah all they're doing is microwaving things that's it like <laughs> famously the most fast of fast foods <laughs> uh yeah so if you're in a standstill there you don't know what they're dealing with inside yeah. those walls and i just remember being like i just remember like going and just being like yeah hey thank you like they like thanks for 
thanks for making and it was during christmas time too like oh yeah and i was like just thanks for working like this is a service that clearly people need because there's a line that goes 200 miles long like so clearly yeah. people are using this and he, he was like just thanks for saying thanks you know like because it's just it's crazy to me because i and it made me sad hearing him say that because what it made me realize is that everybody else before me was pissed yeah no one else said anything kind or even neutral like you know like yeah you don't need to be nice but you do have to be neutral like you yes just don't be mean that's a great quote that's an absolutely great quote man it makes me so mad like i i don't get mad like i don't i get mad about things that don't matter and when people are like treated poorly like those are the two things and well and animals man oh well yeah of course i have to tell my wife to like not tell me stories from work because i get (laughs) so mad oh i i could not do it i like yeah even those dog commercials on tv i like I, I've started changing the channel altogether. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Yeah, they're going to get my money one of these days, but t- <laughs> not today. <laughs> uh, those what is ASPCA or whatever? I don't even know the ac- acronym. Yep, ASPCA, ASPCA. And Sarah McLaughlin songs start playing, and I'm just uh, like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. They have the crusties under the eyes, and they shouldn't. And I'm going to uh, not watch. <laughs> yeah, at work. At work, it's like. I don't I don't have a TV, I don't watch TV, but at work the TV is always on. Like Oh yeah. What else are you gonna do in a mental hospital? You know, like you're gonna watch TV. That's of course. You don't have anything else. Just by osmosis, it's gonna be there, yeah. Seriously. And the only things that are ever on are either like the news. The news is always on, which why would you wanna listen to the news? When you're having like a mental health crisis, I don't even want to watch the news now. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, well, that assumes we're not currently in mental health crises, which might be a bit of an assumption, but <laughs> <laughs> constant existentialism over here. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, the thing that I do like is when they put on like, a, what are the, what's that movie channel like AMC or TNT or what's the other one? Yeah, uh, Turner Classic Movies maybe TCM. But when they watch movies, that's like, I'll sit down and we'll just watch and that's great. Like when you watch a movie with somebody who is not clearly sharing the same reality as you, like they clearly have hallucinations or like schizophrenia, man, it's fun. It is just such a good time. Like, I love that. And I don't even mean that in like, it's fun that it's like funny to see what they say. That's not it. It's just fun because for some reason you can like share this experience, like yeah and and it's because you're watching something that's not real so you don't have to have that reality based like conversation it's awesome i love that um now here parker i'm gonna throw this at you real quick oh okay you say movies top three movies yeah man this is hard Sheesh. i know it always ha- i know it's the go-to Sheesh. desert island deal but you don't have to put them in any particular order yeah. but w- what's the what's the rotation there you're the planet. Here's your three moons, Tatooine style. What do you What do you got? <laughs> what con- movies are circling? They're controlling the tides of the world I live on. And <laughs> this is a hard question, Bob. Like, man. Okay, let's just do. I think for this, you just got to go with like what feels right. Yeah, top of the brain. Yeah, you, you can't. Lord of the know. Rings, extended edition. That's on there. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. If it comes with the commentaries. That's but like so I've got here I've got it here. 
Yeah, I've got the box set right here. The one. Oh, yep, yep. So if I get the whole box, I'm choosing the whole box. <laughs> That's fair. But if that, but if you get one disc, then you know decisions will be made. Exactly. If I only got one disc, well, the whole movie is on two discs, so I might have to go with the first half of <laughs> <laughs> the first Lord of the Rings. <laughs> The first, just the Shire bits. Yeah. So if I don't, if I don't get the entire box set, I just want the Shire bits. Okay. Okay. Because man, all the ends and stuff show up. It just yeah. puts me in a happy place. Like it just, there's nothing wrong in that world. Like, and yes, it everything goes to hell. Like, I know what I know what is coming for Frodo, <laughs> and yet I still believe that he's gonna be okay. You know, I just still believe that the Shire will still be there when he gets back. With his long pipe and whatever yeah. weird stuff he has. Yeah. Now, Tolkien had other ideas, but I'm happy. I'm actually happy that Peter Jackson didn't put the scouring. Hot take. I'm happy Peter Jackson didn't put the scouring in the third movie. Because mm. when the orcs come and invade with like Saruman the Rainbow or whatever he is, um, I... I think Tolkien makes it work, but like I'm glad Peter Jackson didn't do it because it keeps that safe haven. Like it, it's and it shows actually how Frodo has changed. It gives that juxtaposition because Frodo now no mm. longer no longer fits in the Shire. Yeah, it, it makes the arc feel more complete. Exactly. So uh, if so, I would just choose the first one. I'll throw Scott Pilgrim in there. Great choice. Um, yeah, and then Emperor's New Groove. That yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite Disney movie. It's, it's so criminally underrated. Yeah, people sleep on it, and I haven't. I know. I haven't memorized almost. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's. I, I think I've only seen it once or twice, but oh, I. Man. I'm not a huge Disney head. To be to be totally fair. Yeah. Uh, I just I just didn't grow up with it. It wasn't. You didn't it grow wasn't up my Mormon. Jam. Jeez. <laughs> I'll yell at my mom for you. It's, uh, don't worry. Why aren't we Mormon, mom? <laughs> and, and 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 I think this is genuinely something that did like shape my, I think comedic mind at the mm. very least. Is that I I absolutely remember, uh, you know, I think just like most people, we didn't have a ton of money growing up. Uh, you know, nobody did. Um, so like a lot of those, we would go to the public library to rent a lot of movies oh, and, love and, TV that. and, you know, VHS stuff. Love that. And I specifically remember the public library, everyone support your public library, Seriously. uh, wear a mask and do whatever you have to do, but go support them. Uh, <laughs> um, but they would have a bunch of tapes there for rent. Mm. And if it had a, I think it was a pink sticker, then it was free. Oh, if it gosh. was a blue sticker, you had to pay two bucks. What? To Are you serious? So like the Disney movies, those are the blues. I never saw any of them because those oh, are the two bucks. My gosh. But the pinks were all the old school comedies, old Adam West, Batman. No Thundercats. Way. Like. Hold on. Hold on. Somewhere in this pile. I have. You have VHSs. I just saw one. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Somewhere in that pile of tapes uh, is a pink sticker on a Batman VHS tape that oh, I still have. That is beautiful. Um, that would and... make my wife so happy because she loves VHSs still. Like, oh, she's still... I, 
this is this is a fun thing i made a, a nice one of one thing that i made so very niche podcast but i ended up interviewing the host of it for my show jeffrey mm. james and the show is called the headgum podcast oh yeah and basically headgum is jake and amir from like i was gonna say uh, that nadpod does headgum right yep, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. They, Jake and Amir basically spun off from College Humor and did their own podcast network called HeadGum. Mm. And then the HeadGum show is hosted by another one of their, another spinoff of a spinoff, basically. Yeah, okay. uh, and so it's this guy, Jeffrey James, and he, he does a, it's a very weird show. It's very Eric Andre-ish kind of oh, like weird, weird humor, but I absolutely love it. Absurdism just all over the place. Yes. Like he's there to make the guests as uncomfortable as possible. Uh, he's there to like play game shows that don't make any sense yeah, that's <laughs> um, cool really really fun show i highly highly recommend it um what's it called again uh the headgum podcast Just the headgum, headgum uh, uh one word no yeah. space in between uh if you need an entry point there's an episode called downtown about 40 something episodes in okay. uh and the the main crux of it i think it's their best single episode uh and they spend about 20 minutes dissecting a macklemore song the song downtown by macklemore and explaining why it sucks (laughs) it's really really good uh but long story short uh during the summer they had a live show it's their first live show because they started just before the pandemic they obviously couldn't even film or record together for the longest time so they did a show at gramercy theater in new york Mm. over the summer and it was the first live anything. And so I interviewed Jeff and I, a couple of auxiliary members of the yeah, show. That's even, cool. And I was like, I want to bring something to the show that I can get signed by him. And I even messaged him like, you think there'd be time after the show to like sign something? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, totally. Oh, cool. Um, so I was like, well, what can I actually do? What can I like? I want something unique. And they don't yeah. have merch because yeah. they, they just started. So I made a VHS uh cover no way. of the podcast they don't ha- they didn't have a video element up until this point but i completely did it in photoshop oh, that and i brought so it cool. to the show and then literally he signed it and then one of the other guys uh johnny who's like a regular on the show brought it backstage and had everyone else on that the show is sign amazing it. oh my so god it is a custom oh that is one. amazing signed by every single person there's there's a mirror down there oh my uh, gosh i did the sign this is so it. good what the heck uh, this looks straight out of the 90s <laughs> this is yeah. incredible i made sure all the logos and oh the my credits gosh. were correct the per- parental guidance thing on there too mm-hmm. oh my high five stereo uh, everything on the side and then my favorite part wow. is that there is an actual vhs tape, no way uh, <laughs> inside of it oh with marika also from the show gosh that is incredible uh, so like on the train back from this show in new york their first live show and i had everyone sign it and i like met them all and got photos with them and all that stuff this is like so cool to me oh, I-, I love it so much it goes back there that is so cool i love that i love that you like getting things signed also because i think you had i was listening i think you have a mick foley sock puppet signature too right that is incredible look here oh this is my, my little gosh. section of signed things so there's yeah mick, mick foley the wrestler my favorite wrestler uh signed uh mr Sacco. i was at his comedy show he signed it right in front Jeez, of me that's incredible. So I, know it's legit. I also went to a signing of his 
uh, also over the summer in Long Island. Yeah. And I have uh, it's it's in another room, but I have a replica hardcore title from back in the day, a championship title that he also signed. Wow. Uh, oh and that's gosh. like he's he's the greatest to me. So I, I love that stuff. That is so cool. Uh, I did want to hear what your top three movies are, too. Oh, that's a great question. Well, you said uh, it, so. <laughs> I was I was referring to me, uh, Parker. I was oh, great question, Bob. Well done. Um, I, I've definitely thought about this because it comes. I I love asking that question. That might actually refer back to your what's your favorite question? Ah, that's um, a good question. Because it's, it's always a good conversation it starter is. at the very least. Um, my my three and it constantly shifts. Yeah. the order are uh, the original Clerks. The Kevin Smith movie. Never seen it. <sighs> See, I, I don't even know how much it would even hold up today. Yeah. I think uh, you'd watch it today and be like, oh, the acting is terrible. The acting was always terrible. To be yeah. fair, it's a bunch of 19-year-olds, like, you know, trying their best. Um, like, the story is really trying to be kind of, like, out there. And a lot of the jokes are a little more, like, controversially. And yeah. it's like, I don't know how much it would really hold up. But to me, like it like kicked the doors open of like what a movie could be. Oh, it's interesting. Like, not every movie has to be this triple a blockbuster with action star and explosions and car chases. Like Hero's this was a journey. Like exactly. Mm. This, this was a grounded, you know, maybe $15,000 movie. Wow, it was, yeah. They literally filmed it in a convenience store yeah. when the convenience store was closed. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. I didn't Kevin know Smith, that. Yeah, Kevin Smith worked at a convenience store in Leonardo, New Jersey. Shout out to New Jersey. Great things happen in it, not just Snooky and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, he worked at this convenience store during the day, and then they would close up and you you know shutter the 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 thing at night, and then they would film all through the night. Mm. So he wrote this plot device in the movie that uh, a bunch of uh, neighborhood kids put gum in the locks of the shutters yeah. so in the movie the canonical reason is i can't open the shutters because those dang kids <laughs> put gum in it and it's you know obviously it's supposed to take place oh during the my day gosh. but they filmed nothing everything is filmed between like 11 p.m and 7 a.m it's like a, uh, home, a home video that they just were like eh, yeah let's, let's produce this <laughs> <laughs> so clerks is on your list clerks is on the list yeah. uh uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless oh, Mind. Oh my gosh, yes. I love. Oh, uh, really, really movie. underrated Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. And Kate Winslet in that movie so good. Kristen Dunst. So good. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, All of them. Like it, early it's, on. It, headliners across the board. Uh, but number one, and this is how I, I transition here, is Young Frankenstein by oh, Mel Brooks. Oh man, yeah. Uh, Gene is, Wilder is one of my favorite actors of all time. Not even close. Come on, the yeah. best. Uh, but I got back here. Oh no! What is this? <laughs> uh, it's a script for Young Frankenstein. Oh my uh, god! Signed by Mel Brooks. What? Uh, yeah. It's oh the full. Oh my gosh! It's the full script. Uh, now this one, unfortunately, I didn't see him sign it. I just bought it on eBay. So, uh, so if someone's ripping me off, I don't care because oh it brings me just gosh. as much joy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't doesn't matter to that's me. all that matters it is incredible that is amazing yeah that's why i always have it back there it's, oh it's my probably my favorite thing i own like uh, it it rules so much uh 
that movie that's the movie i can quote from front to back is young yeah. frankenstein my favorite scene is when uh i, I have fifty thousand favorite scenes for that movie yeah. but <laughs> the best is when gene wilder is going in uh to the, like the the little cell that frankenstein is in yeah. and he makes this really prolonged speech like okay i'm gonna try to tame him and, and talk to him and do all this no matter what i do don't let me out because I, I might go mad in there i don't want you to let me out before my job is done and, th- and they're all like okay 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 and then he gets in there and then the doors close and like the sound of the door close awakens frankenstein and he immediately gene wilder turns back around gets really close to the door and in the most undertoned perfect way just goes let me out (laughs) (laughs) one second into his mission it's i i I fall on the ground laughing it's so good it's the delivery like it's the delivery is just He's so such a good. beautiful actor he's yeah. amazing there's that classic story like of him and um i can't remember who did charlie and the chocolate factory who was the Ooh, who was like the director on uh, it uh, i'm not sure honestly but there's think. that there's that famous story of like him being like uh actually let me ask you this are you more so are you more of a fan, like a Mel Brooks fan or like a Gene Wilder fan? Or is it just like that sort of genre in general? I I will say Mel Brooks is one of my favorite yeah. people. One of my favorite filmmakers. Incredible. I love Gene Wilder. I love the crossover of them. I like that genre. Yeah. But if I had to choose one, same thing. If you give me one disc from, from all of that. <laughs> It's the Mel Brooks disc. Yeah. I'm taking the Mel like he's just a treasure. He's so uh, good. Yeah. Blazing saddles, like oh god. Man, it's so just so funny. It's and I haven't seen very many of his films. I've only seen a few. But all yeah. of them I'm just like this is for what like especially at the time it came out. It is light years ahead of anything. Yeah. Blazing saddles, high anxiety is one nobody really mm. talks about. I don't know. It what... was a it was like a parody of uh vertigo oh um, it's called high anxiety wow absolutely hilarious uh he did it he did a silent movie called silent movie oh my god uh, where the only piece of dialogue was spoken by the most famous mime in the world marcel marceau oh are you serious marceau did <laughs> yeah it was the one piece of dialogue in the entire movie was him. Oh, <laughs> he my specifically God. had the whole rest of the movie silent, but he wanted the most famous silent actor of all time to be the one piece of dialogue in the movie. That is brilliant. Um, Spaceballs is yeah. oh, so Spaceballs. funny. I, I forgot about Spaceballs. Like, yeah. he, he's got a collection a mile wide. Yeah. The producers. The like, producers, that is. He's a legend. He's a yeah. legend in every sense of the word. Yeah. And I, I, I adore it. I've only seen, and I've only seen the new producers, which makes me sad. Like I've only watched clips of the old producers. Will Ferrell's good in that. Sure. Nathan Lane's. Nathan good. Lane is great. <laughs> Nathan Lane. I think Nathan yeah. Lane carries it, honestly. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Nathan Lane is is another one who's just like, I want to just sit at a dinner table across from Nathan Lane, and just absorb his energy yeah. for a while. I feel like it's like a plant in front of the sun. Like yeah. I would just get something out of it. <laughs> Just uh, photosynthesize instead of eat. You won't touch your dinner. I'm just, I'm just watching Nathan Lane body like a starfish, like absorbing him. Who, sit, uh, who sits in a chair that way? Oh, Nathan. Keep talking, Nathan. <laughs> I'm ready. 
Uh, those yeah. are good choices. I I'm sad that I've only seen two out of three of them. I need to. I really need to watch Clerics, and I need to watch Young Frankenstein again because I've only watched it twice, maybe. Oh, say here's here's. Why do I have we, so many of these just lying around? I have the VHS. We had that VHS. We had that VHS, and this I, is the I never most, watched it. Oh, this was my like. Every time I was bored, this came on. And I think that tells you what kind of child I was yeah. that I would put on this old Young yeah. Frankenstein movie instead of like cartoons. Um, but like it was that I, I'm looking at the Star Wars VHS is over there right now. Like th that's what I watched growing up. Mm -hmm. um, so like I, I specifically remember a moment where like the cable went out because yeah, some storm or something that happened. Yeah. And my immediate first instinct was, oh, we're watching Young Frankenstein. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I just popped it in the VCR. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, it, that, so that's that movie where like, and I had the best experience with it too. They re-released it in theaters a couple of years ago. Oh, uh, there's a theater near so me that does good. like those one, you know, like, oh, for uh, Halloween every year, they'll play like The Shining in a theater, yeah. you know, one time. And so they did it for Young Frankenstein. And I went like, literally, I think I bought the whole row of like me and my friends. Um, oh, and that's beautiful. But like the movie you've seen 50,000 times on the big screen with a full audience. Oh, it's magic. Yeah. And I was laughing at all the beats in between everyone else was yeah. laughing because I just know the movie <laughs> you, so well. You knew. You just knew everything. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was it just like I, I was beaming the entire time. Oh, it was great. So what movie, if you could watch a movie on the big screen that you haven't watched before, what movie would you choose? Oh, man. So something I have seen, but not in a theater. Yeah, seen on right? the small screen, seen like at your house or on your phone or something like that. What would you want to see re-released in a theater? It might actually be The Shining. That's a good choice. I love that movie. That's my favorite choice. horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know it just barely falls under horror. It's yeah, more like psychological horror. I guess. That's I that's a good. That's actually a good classification. Yeah, that might be it. Maybe original Star Wars too, but yeah. I, I've also seen so many of the sequels. Not in there. the like, remastered I, ones when they came out. <laughs> I love Greedo shooting second. Oh Jesus, so <laughs> it's bad. the best, and it doesn't even look good. It looks so bad. Like, how did George Lucas see that and was like? Yeah, that looks fine. Yeah, that's good. Sign mm -hmm. off. Sign off. And how did? And the editors were probably like, "What are we doing? <laughs> Can we get fifty thousand more banthas in yeah. the background of that scene, please? We don't have enough, I think." Uh, so oh. such weird choices. I remember from front to back on that. Yeah, because I remember as a kid, I had watched them on VHS, and I remember seeing them in theaters and being like, "Oh, this is cool! It's theaters! Like this is so cool!" Um. And then now as an adult, when I watch, I've watched the remastered ones or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's so, it's so bad. It's so it's just bad. Unnecessary is my biggest thing. It's unnecessary. It's like, like a couple of the parts I get, like to me, like even on that VHS that I'm looking at right now for like Empire Strikes Back, I, I always remember as a kid, you get to see the emperor for the first time in that, but it's in the original cut, it's not 
like the actual actor. Yeah. It was literally a dude in like a chopped up ape mask wow, or something like that. Really? At the time, they didn't know what the emperor was going to look like until yeah. episode six, you know? Oh. Uh, so it was like, and, and canonically, it doesn't make any sense. That's why they redid it later and they just put like a CGI emperor. Yeah. Uh, but I love that I can still watch it. <laughs> with that weird stupid rubber eight mask yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's it's ugly and it's awful but like it there's a heart to it it works it's just yeah it's just like clerks you know the acting's bad i know the set design is bad because there is no set design they're just yeah. in a, a convenience store but they have such passion doing it it feels right to me it's uh, yeah it's the difference between the hobbit and lord of the rings as well like it's just mm, there's that just, like realness to it you're right that heart yeah. that's the way to put it the heart honestly yeah too it, it, when, once you cross a certain threshold of like too much cgi too much overproduction uh it it like the actors aren't doing anything at that point it just loses something and right you're 100 percent right like that's it star wars is a good choice too yeah what would yours be if you could see something back in theaters um probably mad, also for the list mad max fury uh, road oh that's a great one that's a great one. Just the soundtrack of that alone. Man. Yeah. I'm I've, pouring I've... the peppermint, by the way. <gasps> for listeners at home. Pouring the peppermint. Wait. But why are you transferring it? I just like drinking out of the rattlesnake. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no other reason. Because now you're going to mix your teas together. Well, you know. What's a little mixed teas? <laughs> a little green. We're not this, tea little... purists here. All right. Exactly. That's how chocolate chip cookies were invented. So. <laughs> now that you mention it, it does taste like chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> now that you know, I I I see it now. <laughs> what is that? What is that story again? The story is like they wanted to make a chocolate cookie, so they just put chunks of chocolate, thinking it would melt in the cookie. Oh, and then it, they got chocolate chip cookies, and they were like, "Oh, well, that's not what we wanted." <laughs> This is better. And, and that, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I wonder what the reaction was. Like, Oh, yeah. Maybe they were just like, this is trash. Get, yeah. rid, get rid of this thing. We want chocolate cookies. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I think I heard something similar to that with lobster. Because uh, like, really? the, the famous thing is like, oh, back in the day, lobster was like prisoner food. Uh, but the it reason... is a bug. It's just a big bug. <laughs> it's it's a water scorpion, it is, basically, it is. without a, without poison. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I believe, and maybe people can correct me, um, but I believe, just like every other animal, like you kill the animal, then you cook it, right? Oh kill, yeah, cook, kill. yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. order. So they did that with lobsters, and when they're when crabs and lobsters and a couple other crustaceans when they die they kind of naturally release this toxin that makes their meat oh, like they not do have poison. very good <laughs> naturally poisonous oh my god their inner scorpion shines through wow um so like for generations people just didn't get that and we're like oh this is just trash food give it to prisoners until someone figured out like no if you kind of like boil it while it's alive <laughs> yeah yeah which is obviously cruel but like it also results in the most delicious thing it is delicious it is delicious <laughs> um and until these... they figured that out they were just like eh, toss it to you know larry in the cell <laughs> <laughs> and, and like if you think about it it is a horrible like creature it just yeah. it just eats trash yeah 
Like, <laughs> it's a scavenger. It just eats anything that falls to the bottom of the ocean. It's like, yeah, sure, I'll eat this. this it's is great. slimy and wet and dangerous. Yeah. Like, because it has those pinchers that's going to cut off a pinky. You yeah. know they're going for you. Yeah. Like, everything about it says you shouldn't eat this. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the fact you know that with a little bit of butter... Ooh, oh, baby. it's so good. <laughs> oh. I just watched this uh, this YouTube guy that got a lobster from the store and put it in an aquarium. Oh, that's great. And he, like, rehabilitated this lobster, like, from the store. Rehabilitated. Yeah, and it, like, because <laughs> the rubber bands made it so that it couldn't open its claws anymore. Um, oh. And it had, like, it had, like, like, barnacles, like, growing where the rubber bands were, and there were, like, marks on it. And the dude would use like, like a T. Not it wasn't a T Rex, but like those T Rex hands, you know. Yeah, he yeah. would like go in and like fight with the lobster <gasps> and teach it to use its claws again. This is the I want to write this screenplay. It is, I like, know, right? <laughs> this is the most so awesome good. movie I've ever heard. I think it was called Leo the Lobster or Leon the Lobster or something oh. like that. It's so good. It, a... it would make a great musical, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> put that on broadway you got a hit you got your next cats right there <laughs> oh my gosh that's great but you have to make the person like playing the lobster just in the worst lobster suit like it has to be like you can would, see their human face still it would be shia labeouf let's be real it would be shia labeouf in just two red claws and a tail. That would be his full outfit. He would be in a full suit. With He's got antennas, antennas and, as well. Antennas, <laughs> oversized claws, and and the tail. Oh no, and that's it. You put bug eyes on the top because he still has his human eyes, and you could like see his human eyes, but he has the bug eyes on top. All the other actors play to the bug eyes. They never play to Shia's actual face. Book it. Book it. This is the worst Get musical. Get the Winter Garden Theater. Yeah. Uh, man, do you go to a lot of like off-Broadway stuff being out uh, out that way? Uh, I would say, honestly no. Mm. But at the same time, like compared to people who aren't here, Obviously, I've probably seen 15 more musicals, yeah. or, or, you know, Broadway things yeah. uh, than them, just because I'm, I'm very lucky that I'm 40 minutes away. Um, so, like, lucky. I've seen, like, uh, a Book of Mormon, which was amazing. I've seen yeah. Avenue Q when that was around. Oh, you did? So, That's yeah, cool. It was Everyone's hilarious. a little bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Um, Sunday in the Park with George, I saw a couple others that... that probably aren't coming to mind mm. um so you know for for people not in the new york area i i probably sound like a snob saying no i haven't seen that many because yeah. they're like i saw one off broadway thing of hamilton and that was it ever yeah <laughs> um but realistically no i really don't see that many yeah um that's cool you saw book though i saw i saw the broadway production in salt lake and that was that was oh, nice. amazing we were nosebleeds back row like because it's in like the fanciest theater in utah oh, i'm sure you had people who were mormon watching the book of mormon musical that's exactly what i was gonna ask and then, what's that perspective like well like... you have the counterculture as well because there's a huge counterculture to mormonism in salt lake like that's oh, why sure. that's why punk music got so big and now like rap music is actually there's a there's a really big rap scene in salt lake like 
that's so cool. Do you watch? Um, do you watch? It used to be All Gas No Breaks. It's Channel Five News now, I think, with Andrew Callahan. No, I'm not familiar. Great channel. Um, but he goes to like a rap festival that's happening in Utah, and there's this kid there that's like this like 13 year old kid or something that raps. He is so good. He's really he's like this skinny because everyone in Utah is like this skinny white boy. You know that's like. <laughs> that's the archetype it's, yeah it's, everyone's just white and everyone's mormon <laughs> like i just looked up the demographics of salt lake and it was like still i didn't even think it was this high but still like 70 percent of the population is mormon wow it's so high they're skinny they're white they love schmears on bagels and that's it. they <laughs> they love it that's it it really is you just summed it up but i remember watching this happen and it was like a riot like and not in like it was the most beautiful experience i've like ever had in my life wow people were just cheering and they're they had to like do these huge breaks in between because everybody was just laughing so hard you couldn't hear what was being said that's amazing no like matt stone and trey parker like they grew up around mormons in colorado and like oh yeah yeah and so it's just like they knew like they hit so many of the incredible things it was awesome it's so good oh god i mean coming from a complete outsider's perspective it was hilarious yeah in the heart of it like that that must have been like a whole nother whole nother world oh my gosh it was uh, a funny thing yeah oh, great. i love i love like that's if i did ever move out east it would i would want to i've so i only been i've only been to new york once in my life never been to jersey i mean sorry yeah no some people would say you're not missing much but <laughs> <laughs> i i get it yeah it, not for everyone it, you know you get four seasons it's nice you get a little bit of everything it's, yeah. yeah i just remember walking into new york and being like oh this is the most terrifying place i've ever been in <laughs> not wrong not wrong it's so big it's yeah. so big even for me i don't think i could live in new york like even being as close to it as i am i'm a half an hour train right away oh really and uh i would still be like I, that's too much it's terrifying i don't know how people do it i don't get it no i i suppose if i had to for work or something like that but like everything's so obscenely expensive everything it literally you know the what a city never sleeps yeah, whatever the nickname is seriously couldn't be more true it's true like, non-stop like it's just over busy 90 percent of the time yeah, yeah <laughs> like, like sometimes the only time you could do something not busy is 1 a.m yeah you know what i mean yeah i remember we would like because we me and my wife went and like we showed up and we got like our airbnb and of, and like of course this airbnb is like a single room in this like house of like 10 rooms you know mm -hmm. and so and i just you just hear people all at all times of the day like coming in and out and I remember it was like two in the morning and we like weren't, we weren't able to fall asleep. Cause I just feel like, I feel like when you set foot in New York, your sleep <laughs> schedule just goes out the window. <laughs> like you're hundred percent correct. It's hilarious. It's just like feeding off the energy. And I, it was like two in the morning and I was like, I want pizza. 
And Sarah was like, me too. So I went and got pizza at two in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was crazy. <laughs> I've never been able to do that anywhere. Actually, it, sorry. The There is a place in Salt Lake called Pie Hole. And I did. Name. It was Next one, to Swigs. Yeah. yeah. I remember it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's it's the it's some of the best pizza in you in South. It, it's definitely some of the best pizza in Utah. Um, but I remember I saw somebody. That was the first place I saw somebody like snorting a drug in my oh, life. And it was yeah, like in the yeah. bathroom. I was like, "What are they doing? Oh, drugs! They're doing." Those. Oh, those! I've read about those. But they were open till two in the morning. That was that was what it was. Yeah, that's the thing. I. I'm very I'm very spoiled to have so much around me on the on the East Coast here. Uh, so I like being in that medium zone to where I, you know, when I visit my friends who like live out more toward the farm parts of New Jersey or Pennsylvania or whatnot, where like after 9 p.m. on a Tuesday, everything shuts down. Yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't live here. Yeah. But at the same time, I look at New York and I go. This is too far in the other direction. Oh, this, the pendulum swings too far in the other way. I couldn't do this. This is so nonstop. So like yeah. my medium is I need a 24 hour CVS everywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everything else I can work with it. You know, Wendy's open till two. All right. I'll figure out. Right, this yeah. is open till whatever. McDonald's 20. Okay. I'll, I'll make this work. A diner. Oh, what a godsend. Oh, uh, yeah, but like, <laughs> that's true. That stuff I need. Like, so New Jersey is just this perfect middle ground of those. So do you have, I've, I love diner culture. Um, I've never been a part of it. We, the closest I got was in high school. We would like slough school and there was a, a diner called the Cottonwood Cafe that we would go to. They had a, I love the names of these places in Utah. These are very catchy. Oh wait, it wasn't the Cottonwood Cafe. Oh shoot. <gasps> it's wrong. It's going to have Fuck. a better name. I'm sure what of it. Whatever it? it is, it's going to be really good. They had they had a they had a um dish called the gut buster and it was just a, already. a lot of meat. It was a lot of meat. It was not an okay amount of meat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a subplace near me. There's the belly buster. Carl's. Probably pretty darn similar. Carl's Cafe. It's Carl's, Carl's Cafe. Cafe. The alliteration. I know. I, I fucking love alliteration. Now I gotta look it up. I, I think it's right. Yeah, yeah, Carl's Cafe. But I, the Gutbuster. I remember like I had a bunch of friends who were like on the rest, or I had a friend who was on the wrestling team, and he was like, he was like the best wrestler. Like we thought he might go to a, the Olympics. Like that's how good of a wrestler oh, he was. Yeah. Wow. And um, he was like, you gotta get the Gutbuster. It's so good. And I remember looking at it and just being like, yeah, this is what a wrestler would eat. Like, <laughs> I had like I need I need four thousand calories I'm in like, thirty minutes. I've just That's broken I've just broken a hundred pounds for the first time in my life, and I'm like I don't know what to do with all this. But they had ninety nine cent scones, and like they're Utah scones, so they're like that deep fry bread. Yeah, um, man, that was good. So we would go there. So I am interested though, as somebody who I know is into the diner scene. Do you go, are you like a regular somewhere or do you go to a lot of different diners? Uh, I vary. Mm -hmm. I definitely like the variety. Okay. Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm a regular anywhere. Um, but I, I, I do love a good diner. Yeah. I love 
that there are places that are open for 23 hours usually because yeah. that's that's something a lot of people don't know they'll usually close around 5 a.m for an hour to clean change shifts and then get ready for the morning which Jeez. is so much fun to me Jeez. um what a crazy time that would be <laughs> but like it's the best when like i want breakfast or i want a brunch or i just want a salad for lunch yeah. or i want a burger or i want pasta mm. or i'm completely drunk it's 3 a.m and i want all of those things yeah. again <laughs> <laughs> like nothing better than going there after all the bars close. It's uh, you and all your friends, and you're all getting like chocolate chip pancakes and mozzarella sticks. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> sounds amazing! It's the greatest thing on earth, and you're all just sitting there. You're all safe. You're all warm. It's a wonderful aesthetic. There's just pies, you know, like Americana pictures all mm. over the place. Mm. It's just like it's amazing. If so, I ever if I ever come to New Jersey, I want to get wasted. And then just have you take me to the diner. Like the, I couldn't the recommend it more. Give me the diner experience. <laughs> now, now that said, there's always, you know, diners are also, there's a little bit of a, a seediness about it, which I think adds to their charm. I like there's, that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Because there is a little bit of everything there. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I mean, famously, not famously, I suppose, when I was going to high school behind one of the diners, there was just a car there. And it was just parked there for a couple of weeks on end until the police decided to check up on it. Sure, there was a body in there, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) It happens, you know. Uh, Life is a a fickle mistress. (laughs) Sometimes you get the steak and eggs. Sometimes there's a dead body in the back of the restaurant. It's just, that's the way it goes. And sometimes it's been there for two weeks. (laughs) It happens to us all. We've all been there. Uh, and of course, this but, all happens behind a public high school. Of course, that's what correct. happens. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know, but something about that also, like, because, or, or, or there's a, a famous one, because uh, the, the, I'm, I'm stuttering over every word, uh, the opening of The Sopranos, the, the TV show, uh, also shot in New Jersey. Literally, mm. you can go down one basically strip of highway wow and see the entire intro to the sopranos because they just filmed it all in one long reel and put it together so like the diner that's famously in there and billboards and all sorts of stuff is just like across this one long drive so like going to that diner it just makes you feel like a bad boy in some sort of odd way it just something in your brain just says like yeah, this is all right. You know, was pro- in the mafia. It, doesn't, it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It's just like there's something cool about it. That's I don't so know what cool. it is. I love that. That is, I will say, with Utah diners, they are notoriously spotless. Like, really? Yeah, very clean. Mm. Look at it's all those, all now, those middle class white people. <laughs> Do, do you have a sassy waiter? Waiter or waitress? No, everybody's, that... everybody's very nice in Utah. Everyone's uh, very, very nice. That's that's another staple. And yeah. not not sassy to a rude extent. Sure. But like they they've been doing this longer than you've done anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like they just know the biz. Again, it's three in the morning. They know their clientele. Yeah. They know exactly who's walking in this place, and they're going to treat you right. And, and if you ask for extra toast, 
they're gonna bring you extra toast Aww, <laughs> you man. know what i mean like they'll take care of you but they'll razz you a little mm-hmm. bit they, it's it's just a nice it's just a nice vibe i i love that diner experience like i love my favorite one of my favorite restaurants in the world one of my wife's mine and my wife's like favorite restaurants it was so weird like this is kind of like the seediest you get in utah mm. like it was like in a food court in a mall like it was a okay. it was a kebab okay. place they did like shawarma oh i love it yeah yeah but it was like before shawarma was big before people were calling it shawarma so like it's pre-avengers yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. and so um my brother had gone on his mission to spain Ooh. which like was cool because i went to northern virginia so good on le- good on him cool. he yeah. learned spanish <laughs> I had guns stuck in my face. Like, that's cool. Great. Well, that's a great experience there. Both, you know, both got their pros and cons. He's fluent in Spanish. I have a story. Cray, cool. Really cool. You have a mug that says VA. I have, it. yeah, I have a shirt that says Virginia is for lovers that I grew out of 10 years ago. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, but he, like, um, I don't remember why I was talking about that. Oh, kebabs. So they have yes. kebabs. Is They call them kebabs in Spain. That's what shawarma is. They're called kebabs. Mm. It's a little different. But man, like, I just, I've always wanted, we, we got to the point where we got to know the owners very well of that food court establishment. <laughs> and that rules. She was the nicest lady. And okay. so it was just them and their son worked there too. And like, I remember seeing their son being like this, like short, like kind of like awkward kid and he hit a growth spurt and then he was a tall awkward kid and <laughs> and like it was so cool it was cool to have that and i've always like craved that but at like a diner experience where you go and they're like uh hey parker the regular like you want the regular yeah i want the regular like, just give me the regular you know? Uh, see, I did have those experiences, but at like dive bars, oh. like the bar I worked at or the bar one town over from the bar I worked at where basically they would like flip flop employees because no one wanted to drink at their own bar after they yeah. were done. So like everyone from this one went here and everyone from this one went here. So they everyone just took care of each other. Wow. It was just like, eh, I'm not charging you for this. I'm not charging you for that because I'm going to be a customer of yours yeah. in a day yeah. and we're going to do the same thing for each other. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, but it is nice to walk in and be like, hey, Buell. Look at you. <laughs> Love that. Like, Love oh, that. That's nice. That so is what, nice. What is your usual? Like, what's your usual? Uh, my usual is what the, the bar I worked at would call a one in one. Okay. Which is uh, Bud Light. Classy, I know. It's the start of uh, strong. <laughs> Bud Light draft and a shot of Tullamore Dew whiskey. Oh, I don't know that. that. I mean, I've only been drinking for like five years, mind you. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, it, it's uh, have you heard of uh, Jameson whiskey? Yeah, yep. It's basically Jameson, arguably a little better. Some oh, really? Would say a little worse. Some people would say a little better. I would say a little bit better. Um, so that that was our like, th- that was my regular. Mm, okay. Uh, like if you just said like if the staff was just around or hanging out drinking or me and my friends were drinking and I just said let me get four shots, nothing else, no specifications four shots of television really <laughs> yes wow like they they know so uh, when you what is the protocol for doing a shot in a beer is it just like you shoot the whiskey 
or do you sip the whiskey? I, I oh never, no, I never know. <laughs> with with a shot, you you down. You just it. go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, if you get it neat, if you get it on the rocks, if you get it mixed with something, hey, do whatever you want. Okay. But if you're getting it in a shot glass, shot down and do you do you follow it immediately with the bud light or do you let it like sit there for a bit uh not necessarily i know some people use it as like a chaser yeah uh because it's obvious it's basically just water it's so watered down beer uh <laughs> i've never had a bud light i've never had one <laughs> you're not missing anything yeah. i can promise you i feel like uh, i'm missing it's... something <laughs> uh some people use it as a chaser some you know or palate cleanser or whatever but for me that's just like the drink i can have and enjoy and just have in my hand and then the shot is like eh, you know i want to get one notch drunker with my friends and uh, we're gonna have a little communal cheersing and it's you know it's it's a it's a fun time i love that that's so cool i i man that's my goal in life <laughs> that's my goal in life Go to a bar, be the regular, then after you're good and drunk, go to a diner and then just get like 40,000 calories worth of <laughs> diner food from a sassy waitress. Yeah, I feel like you've got to choose. I feel like you've got to choose one or the other. Either be a regular at a bar or be a regular at a diner. That, I think that's fair. Because if you're a regular at a bar and a diner, here's where the problem's going to be. You're going to get drunk, go to the diner and be drunk and you're not going to be a regular there anymore <laughs> excellent point that is an excellent point yeah you gotta I've, choose one or the other i've only been cut off once in my life from drinking and it's because Ooh. i was too social <laughs> interesting yeah i like made too many friends and in, in this dive bar and the lady was like you're done <laughs> I was like fair that's fair i get that yeah <laughs> oh that rules there was some like Jeez, social there was some old guy there that was just like sipping and sipping on his beer you know and he didn't want anyone to bother him you know and of course i bothered him <laughs> of course it was but he was cool he was very nice it was very pleasant it was i i I do love a dive bar. I really, really do. Yeah. It, it, it hurts me that during the last two years at this point, yeah. I've haven't gone at all, basically. Yeah, seriously. Um, but like, I I do love like a Friday afternoon, or even just like a. I had a rough Wednesday at work. I'm going to this bar having yeah. two beers, two shots. I'm gonna watch a random quarter of a football game I <laughs> care less about yeah. and then just go home. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, like I love that. And and yeah, there there was a, a it is a bar near me that like I was the regular at. Mm. It was the bar that was like, you know, across town from the bar I worked at and oh, people so cool. knew me and I would walk in and kind of do the rounds of shaking hands with people and like the owner knew me and the owner and I would have a, a, a special little handshake where we'd, we'd shake middle so fingers. Cool. <laughs> I don't know how that <laughs> works. You just you like hook it kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you like, instead of a handshake, like going in for that, he just come out with the middle finger. And so you do the same and just hook. And oh my gosh. That's it. It was, that's just, it was just a fun little thing. They actually do a similar handshake in, uh, in Ghana. It's a, really, yeah, they have a very specific handshake that they do. Um, when you you shake somebody's hand you drag the middle finger and the thumb together and you snap it 
Oh, that's, yeah. that's really cool. It's it's my it's my favorite handshake. That's, Top five handshake. It really is. <laughs> it really is. That's not like one you have with people you know. Like you can go up to almost anybody from Ghana and do that handshake, and they're like, "Where did you learn that handshake?" Like that is it's so really cool. cool. It's super cool. <sighs> I and, love it. Yeah, and like when you're a missionary, you shake a ton of hands. So oh, I'm sure nowadays so you gotta... not as much. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> or a lot of Purell. You're going through a lot of Purell, <laughs> just blisters all the time. <laughs> Someone needs to create like hand sanitizer slash like lotion, like something that moisturizes and kills. But I feel like those are like opposite. <laughs> I think they tried with aloe, like they did aloe and stuff. Oh right. I don't yeah. know if that. I don't know if that works. I don't know if that works. I have no idea. That's one of those inventions that I feel like I've I've thought of like lying in bed and went, this would make me a million dollars. No, it wouldn't. Of course it wouldn't. Uh, or like I, I've thought of one where it's like, oh, I have, I, I saw one fruit fly in the house. I want to create a light bulb that also has a bug zapper in it <laughs> so I can have it indoors but it would still somehow zap the bugs and catch them indoors. And it's like, this is the most ineffective way to do anything. So much this. electricity. This would never work. Do fruit flies even attract the light? Like, I feel like they do. These are the, listen, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm That's just throwing them out I am there. The I'm, the worst, I'm the worst brainstormer. Like I, I also consider myself an idea guy and I'm horrible at it because Somebody will be like, yeah, let's like, what if we did this? And what if we did this? I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and people just, it like just shuts them down instantly. They're like, okay, so good brainstorm meeting. I'm glad everybody came and participated. It's like the rule of yes and, but it's no but. Yeah, which which <laughs> just, I've learned is a rule. That's a, that's a thing in improv. That's, a, that's yeah. I didn't know that. Very, that, that rule got me through college in a lot of ways. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I never took any improv class. I did take, I guess, an acting class that was fun. That's uh, cool. just, just because I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a rule in improv for anyone who doesn't know. It's just called yes. And yeah. it basically just means like, if someone you're in a scene with says, this is, a, we're in a barbershop. You just have to so, uh, say yes. Yeah. And it's a oh, thunderstorm outside crazy and then then you know basically the concept behind it being just never shoot down someone else's idea mid sketch yeah but honestly i think it's a good kind of life mantra to have of just going through and be like yeah man like that works for you and i love that yeah so let's go with it and build on it yeah. whatever it is like just just ride it out yeah, I think I think I've have learned though that like there is the concept of no but and I think it's no and also in improv. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And it makes me sad that uh like it's cuz it's <laughs> it's interesting cuz you still do accept the offer. Like either way, you accept the offer. That's like yeah. the key, right? And I'm no I, I am no improv expert. And this is me hashing this out verbally. <laughs> Um, but like if somebody's like wearing a barber shot, it would be bad game to say like, no, we're not. This isn't a barber shop. But if they were like, we're in a barber shop, you need your, you need your haircut. You'd be like, ah, but 
but I don't want a haircut. Like, I think it looks great. So you're like still accepting that you're in the barbershop. Yeah, you're, you're building, but in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah, Which that I, think I, it's, could, I can go with. It's more of a safety tool, maybe, I think. Like, oh, totally. If you're not there's, comfortable. There's a great uh, improv-related podcast that I really, really love uh, called Hey Riddle Riddle. Um, I'm just, it feels like I'm just giving recommendations of things is, I like at this, this point. Is but half, I don't this care. is half, I the, half my conversations with anybody, <laughs> anyway. So, uh, and I, I've been lucky enough to have uh, two of the hosts of it, two of the three hosts on my show, That's Adam so Rafai cool. and, and Aaron Keefe. Um, and they are a riddle podcast, I love but that. they're also three improvisers and comedians. So, like, as they're walking through riddles and trying to figure them out they'll just say i want to see a scene and they'll like go off of each other's ideas for whatever they were trying to find a solution for in the riddle um and my favorite moment of no but in that is the the third person on that show who's uh, jpc john Petrick cohen uh <laughs> his his like go-to line for a little while was like Anytime they would set up a scene, it, no matter what it was, oh, we're at a barbershop and it's World War II and it's this and that. And JPC would come in and go, no, we're not. I'm a wizard and you all are my puppets. <laughs> <laughs> because they're all improvisers, it works because it's yeah. so, like, it's putting up such a brick wall. It's oh, hilarious. <laughs> but, like, if, if any Improv 101 class were to do that, they would go, like, <laughs> No, 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 don't, no, no. Don't you, do that. Don't do that. You, because they were all friends, it was so funny to do the opposite of what that is you so good. Do. That's so uh, good. It's it's amazing. It's a it's a hilarious, oh. hilarious show. I really recommend it. And for that show, you have like you don't have to jump in midstream. You don't have mm. to start at the beginning. Start anywhere. anywhere. It doesn't matter. They're all that. amazing. Yeah. yeah. We've been talking for two hours. This is this is just what I do. I I, I tend to it. I tend to just ramble and go I off and, and I'm yes ending and I'm I could go all day. This is the thing. This is the thing that I like. It was in the Brennan Lee Mulligan podcast because I'm a huge Brennan Lee Mulligan fan. Like I have he's a gem of a man. He's I amazing. can't I can't believe he's as good as he is. Like I can't believe it. And and that's he, why I want to interview him because I want him to be a horrible person like i want i want us to be like pre you know like before we we're recording i want to be talking with brandon and be, he's like hey man this is like you got to hurry this up this is awful like you are not doing a good job and then i can be like oh good i don't have to like hold him in such high esteem anymore he should be more of a jerk than yeah. he is basically exactly but to to completely his credit like even my recording with him we broke for dinner in between because no, we were... did not. After... I heard, I heard dinner being cooked in the background, like, <laughs> and I that, thought that might have been his uh, his fiance. I think it was point. Izzy. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Izzy. Like, um, but yeah, I I I thought I had edited it out. Maybe not as no 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 no. no 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 no. It was but... only her. I heard the noises in the background. Oh, that was I gotcha, it. I gotcha. Yeah, I didn't hear the actual dinner part. Somewhere around the question 55 mm -hmm. 60 something like that he was just like hey man i also haven't eaten all day oh my gosh <laughs> uh like we, we were making dinner like can i call you back in an hour and i was like yeah and then we did another two hours or whatever after that uh and that's why it was such a long episode i think the dinner reinvigorated him 
Um, yeah. Well, he, and this he, is he couldn't have been nicer. I, I, I loved it. There are people out there who want to listen to the people you're interviewing talk about themselves for hours, and you have a platform to do that. Like that is so in a world where we have TikTok and we have like media is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. You have a five hour long podcast <laughs> that is a joy to listen to. <sighs> Thank you. I'm it's something I'm very, very proud of. Um, I do. I love the long form episodes, Uh, like even the 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 fellow right on the front of the HeadGum podcast VHS cover, Jeffrey James, that episode Mm. went, I think, just over four hours. Wow. Um, And every time I have an episode go near four hours, it becomes my most listened to episode. That is crazy. So like Brendan Lee Mulligan's is almost five hours yeah. and it's by thousands, oh, my yeah. most listened to episode, yeah. uh, which says a lot about him, which says a lot about what a good storyteller he is. A like the stories he tells in that episode are legendary. legendary. Like the New York street punk story. Yeah. I, I still think crazy. about the, the magic token that he that, got that... from an elf in the woods is my favorite thing I've ever heard I, on that I show. I can't believe that. Like, it is <laughs> it is crazy that he still has that also. And that he lost it? Yeah, he lost it for like a year and then just magically refound it and then just had it in his pocket and showed it to me during the recording. That makes no um, sense. That is like, nonsense. And then telling stories about his, like, uh, professor, I believe, growing yeah. up. like That also, he, that he like... like hallucinated and saw like yeah. yeah like his stories in that episode are like some of the best and i've i've tried to clip some of them out and like oh this would be good to like put on a social yeah. media feed or something like that. yeah but like they're all still like 14 minutes long so it's like i almost don't want to do with the disservice of chopping it out of context yeah this is like cutting off the mona lisa like i can't i can't do that (laughs) it's just getting the smile of the mona lisa and that's it (laughs) yeah exactly without the whole build-up and Mm. the aftermath like what does it even mean so i haven't even done that it's it's just all it's it's i love it it's it's too good this is for sure this, one of my favorites it's an interesting it's interesting that you use the mona lisa analogy because i have seen the mona lisa um Ooh. I, yeah i went to france on a choir tour it was awesome but um, nice. way too much money uh <laughs> but it was it was awesome and we went and saw the mona lisa and of course and my wife has seen it too and we we talk about this still like you go and you look at the mona lisa and you're like there's just so many people there's so many people it's just lines and lines and everybody has their cameras and is trying to take a picture. Oh, and I remember, I'm sure, yeah. And I remember I didn't take a picture of like the Mona Lisa. I took a picture of the crowd taking a picture of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> like that and I was like, this is nuts, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's that's the other thing. I'm almost at episode fifty, which means I do one every two weeks. So at episode fifty-two means I would have been doing it for two years. Wow. I'm shocked that it it's still going. I still get feedback from it. I still hear from people from episodes from years ago that mm. well you know year and change ago uh that people are still listening to and it's it, i love it i like i'd like to think that most of them are pretty evergreen too yeah. like you can go back and you know listen to the brendan episode today yep. and it's just as i did i just listened to it, as it like was. two weeks ago yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when i recorded it maybe it so a year good. ago it was so good um yeah and and there are some like I'll I'll 
I always remember the little moments where like I'm super nervous to interview someone, yeah. but then they say something so heartening back. Yeah. Um, like even Brennan couldn't be more complimentary. I, ah, I did an interview with Isla Hank, who's a another video game journalist from oh the name of the company's escaping me right now. I'm so sorry, Isla. Uh, but she's <laughs> amazing. And I interviewed her and at the end of it, and I left it in there because it just meant so much to me. She was oh. like at question 98, she was just like, I don't want this to end. Oh, <laughs> like this is beautiful. so entertaining. And I was just like, I just melted into a puddle, that's like beautiful. right then and there. Mm. Uh like that stuff, like the I'll whole listen. thing with, with Blake, like I will never forget that stuff. Uh because like he'll even be on streams for his job for game informer and i'll be in the chat and he'll be like hey Bob Buell. here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nine, nine questions look at that like i that stuff means the world to me that i made even the smallest bit of an impact on on these people or like uh something i was thinking of earlier today when i was thinking of being on this show was like there's an episode with uh, a fellow named matt helgeson hmm. And is it, is it my favorite episode? Probably not. Is it the greatest episode I've ever did? Probably not. <laughs> I, I think he's amazing. Yeah. And he uh, he's actually was a writer at that same magazine, Game Informer, uh, that Blake works at now. He did it, like, in the 90s. Uh, so growing up, I read his reviews for everything. And, like, you know how sometimes with movie critics or uh you know in the world of video games too like sometimes you agree with a certain critic so like he's your go-to yeah, guy yeah, yeah, or yeah, that sure. you know this person is like for sure i mentally sync up with this Big person with so movie if they say a yeah, yeah yes everyone yeah. has their favorite like oh this this person gave it a two thumbs up <laughs> i th i have to see this movie yeah, you know yeah his, that was him for me oh. growing up i read all of his stuff oh my god and i always agreed with it and he was always on my list of i'm never going to talk to him because yeah. after he left there he kind of fell out of the public eye he lives in minnesota with his kid mm. uh but he started a music podcast oh, uh, and he man. is obsessed with music and he has the greatest like radio voice ever <laughs> so i reached out to him and was like hey do you, would you would you want to do it and he he said yeah and like i got to ask him because all the questions I ask are always the, off the list, yeah. Uh, except for between fifty and fifty-one, when yeah, we come back from a the personalized question, break, yeah. That's when I ask them what I want. Yeah, know. I love that. So I got to ask this guy that I grew up reading oh about God. a very specific. No, you did not. One like I could have asked him anything that the world would have loved to oh hear. Oh my God! But all I cared about was in like 1999 he did a character in this magazine and he wrote reviews in character no. as, this, as this person named scorpio who had a beanie pulled over his oh eyes and a wu-tang clan God. chain oh <laughs> and my so he gosh. would write reviews in like this weird like almost rapper style <laughs> It was. It didn't make any sense, but I remember reading it as a kid, being like, "What is this? And why am I so like enamored by why it? Why is this the greatest thing that's ever happened?" To me? <laughs> and so he tells a ten-minute story about uh... how like the editor in chief hated it, and he and he went on vacation. So Matt wrote like fifteen reviews in character, and then the editor in chief came back two days before print time and was like, 
you can't do this, man. They're cutting all of it. <laughs> so they cut all but like two. Wow. So those two were all that remained, but they they clearly stuck with me so much. How do you remember years... two of those out of everything you've read? How do you remember that? It He was my guy and he just wrote in such a different style for like a month and it, it stuck. It stuck with me. Jeez. So the fact that I got to ask him the nichest of nichest of nichest yep. of questions, yep. that makes that episode like an all timer for me. Yep. Like I said, was anything else in there going to set the world on fire? Mm. Who knows? Yeah. But for me to do that with one of the people that I grew up like loving, that means the world to me. Like what, that, what that makes again? the whole episode worth it. Uh, Matt Helgeson. Matt Helgeson. I'm going to listen to that. <laughs> this this doc is growing by the second. It's so getting like... too long. <laughs> I don't do so... pen and paper. I'm too too hip. <laughs> <laughs> those those moments to me mean the world. I like, agree. That's what makes it all worth it. I agree because like I don't I don't I don't think I'm ever going to get famous. Like I just don't think it's going to happen, and I don't know if I want to. You know, like mm, yeah, but. I do know that I love talking with people who inspire me and like you definitely have inspired me with your podcast and, and I hope I, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but you can talk to some random person, you know, on Twitter and be like, Hey, I have a YouTube channel with 60 subscribers (laughs) and they're like, yeah, I'll do it. And then, and you're just like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because like, <laughs> I know what it feels like on the other end of it. Like, you know, we were even talking before the recording, like you send out 300 emails and you get two responses yep. of yes, yep. or maybe one yes, one yes. no. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, when you do get those yeses, they they mean something. Yeah. Like the fact that friggin' Sam Reich, the, the CEO of College Humor just said, yeah sure i'll go on this dope show and <laughs> answer questions for two and a half hours i was just like you have so many more important things to do with yeah. your time it's amazing that he took the time and was so generous to to do that yeah and then at the exact same point this was two maybe a month after like the whole everyone at college humor got laid off was it like really it was very shortly after that oh and i easily God. could have asked him about that but for my question I read an interview with him that said he likes the far side comic strips by Gary Larson. Oh and that's gosh. all I wanted to know about him because I love those comic oh strips. Oh my too. gosh. I think I remember you asking him what his favorite far side comic was. Yeah. Um, maybe. I can't remember now. But... Yeah. And, and then he went into uh, like different things with uh, uh, different comic strips that he really likes. Perry Bible Fellowship, oh, yeah. which I think is another comic strip that's really, really good. That Dan Gerwich's brother makes, I want to say. I forget his name offhand. But um, yeah, I'm just giving you more things to Google. You don't have to add up to any I'm list, not but... going to. Yeah, okay. but, <laughs> but I do like I. Uh, it's I think I think. And then I remember because I remember I looked up like when I was like just getting introduced to your podcast. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. I was just looking up. I like searched Twitter for 99 questions. And he actually wrote something really nice about. Did you read that? That yeah. was like the nicest thing. I do love when they do that. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, it's the most like. And I think it's credit to you. Credit to you. Like, he was like, it was the most like heartfelt interview I've ever had, or something. We do need to start ending. 
Because oh yes, of course. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry. I'm gonna talk with, but I don't. But that's the thing. We're I don't, both gonna become skeletons in I don't real want, time. I don't want it to end, right? The Isla Hink. I know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be talking with Josh in uh, in 30 minutes. So. Oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna interfere with that. He is a, an amazing person. Hey, if it was, if this, if it, if it was up to me, I would do nothing but this. Like this is what, this is what it would be. But we do need to end with a game. Uh, we always oh, end with yes. a game. Um, so you have a choice of what game we can play. We oh can gosh. play Dungeons and Dragons, or we can create a new game. Ooh. Let's make something up. Make something up. Do you want it to be competitive or cooperative? Cooperative. Okay, cooperative. Cool. I'm worse at cooperative games, so we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> what's, what's one of your favorite games? One of my favorite games. Yeah. D and D. No. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Bob. <laughs> um, I want a cooperative I, game that's a storytelling game. What could we play? That... I think I could role play. <laughs> um, Maybe there's dice. I don't know. Uh, I I do love the old school board games, the monopolies, the risks. Ugh. Why? I I like Catan. Uh, I'm a big Catan's good. Catan fan. Catan's good. Um, uh, Monopoly is just the worst game. How? Why do? You, how do you like Monopoly? Because you, you you buy stuff. Yeah, and then you go bankrupt. That's how the game ends. You go bankrupt. You know, now that you mention it, I get that in real life. <laughs> Bring it up some decent points here, Mark. I, I can. Uh, anyway, I hear you. I'm not one to judge, but I will. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so let's think. Um, Monopoly has like money. Settlers Catan. It's like resource acquisition. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you have any dice with you? I have nothing but dice. Yes. This brings about my third of my signed collection <gasps> back here. Uh, the entire cast of Not Another D&D Podcast. Oh, my uh, so gosh. Jake caldwell uh emily Dude, and murph i want you uh, to get signed by dice i want Box. you to get emily on your show so bad <sighs> she's amazing I, I have spoken to caldwell so that's 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 a great one but no i i love i love emily she is one of the best dungeons and dragons players yeah not even close like she she's in a whole different level she uses her resources amazingly. Oh my god! She uses her abilities in such clever and unique ways. Um, there's a. Have you listened to none of the D and D podcast? Some uh, of it. I I listened to the okay. first arc pretty, but then I, I I got burned out. It happens. That's that's fair. <laughs> the, have you? I don't want to spoil it, but if you've heard it, there's an amazing moment in the first season of Not Another D and D podcast. It's called the Chicken moment i don't know if if you if you don't know what i mean i I don't want to explain it because it's a whole thing but it's basically emily coming up with a very clever one word solution to like five minutes of prep on this like witch's problem puzzle that they have to solve and emily literally solves it in one word and it's one of the funniest (laughs) genuine moments in that whole show uh it's it's amazing she's yeah. amazing okay so i think what i'm thinking something like we could do like if it's cooperative um let's just do something real dumb uh, okay technically this isn't a new game okay. but it is one i really really enjoy okay cool it doesn't involve dice i hate to put a roadblock no, no, no. on that good, but i good, just good, good. thought of it and i think it's really good okay 
So we both have to say a word okay. at the same time. Or for the sake of the audio medium, maybe a second delayed. <laughs> um, we both say a word at the same time. Then the game begins. Now, whatever two words we say, and it, it, let's say they have to be like a noun. Yeah. Okay. So a person, place, thing. Um, then the game begins. We now have to try to guess the word that is the perfect medium between the two words that we just said. Ooh. So if you say baseball and I say ghost, yeah. we have to try to find what's the exact middle between baseball and ghost. And maybe it's, I don't know, what's that baseball movie where you build it and they will come? Uh, I don't know. Field of Dreams? Sports. Let's say that's the answer. It's Field of Dreams. Oh. And if we both say Field of Dreams, yeah. we win. I love but if we that. don't, whatever two words we say next, that's the new game now. Oh. Now we just have to find a middle yes. between those two. Love words. it. Love it. Okay. I'm gonna add one twist. Okay. I have a categories dice here. <laughs> Love it. Because Love it. Of course I do. Uh yes. <laughs> what we'll do is just to start the word that we think of, we'll just have to start with whatever letter I roll. Okay. Does that seem fair? Perfect. Absolutely. All right, let's see what I get. A. Okay. A so we both have to think of an A word. We'll think of an A word. Okay, so do we say, do we go like one, two, three, and then we say it? Sure. Okay, one, two, three, anchovy. Apple. I do, I do, I didn't want to say apple, because I was like, this is going to be the quickest game ever. If we both said apple, we're gonna... <laughs> Okay, so we got anchovy and apple. Okay. What's the perfect halfway point between okay. anchovy and apple? Okay, ready? Uh... Oh, boy. Uh, I got one. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, you feel so confident. Hold on. I no, it, you're, it's not going to be yours, unfortunately. But <laughs> well, this is this is what we got yeah. to get to. We're okay, we're still feeling each other out. Still no, th this word doesn't have to be an A word, right? This no, could be anything. Well, let's say we'll move okay. on. Unless, okay. what do you think? Oh boy, the perfect medium and have the Should same we do it? letter. Let's do it. Let's do it. Same letter, medium. Okay, that makes oh. it harder. Okay, Wait, I've boy. got it. I've got. It. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, I also have one. Let's okay. see if this works. Ready? One, okay. two, three, two, three. Asshole. Avocado. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much better one. Honestly. Because you poop okay. out both those things. They both come yeah. out of your ass. Why why did you say avocado? I, I'm interested. It's kind of mealy. Yeah, I don't fair, know. Fair. <laughs> I do think when I eat an avocado, I think, oh, this kind of tastes like an anchovy and apple mixed. <laughs> What is my favorite flavor combination? <laughs> okay, so we have asshole and avocado. Okay. It has to be an A word still. That makes it tricky. Yeah. Um... Okay, I got one. I got one. Uh... Sure. I've, I've got something. Okay. Ready? Right. One, one, two, two. Three. Three. Appetite. Applebee's. Oh, we were close. We were very we were close. Very close. Oh, okay. Applebee's I think we can... famously serves asshole, so yeah, you're right. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum. All right, I think we have it here, though. Appetite Between and Applebee's. Appetite and Applebee's. Okay. What's the middle? Oh, I Shoot, I don't have one. Hold on. Maybe it's very similar to one of the words. Oh, that... okay, 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 okay. Yes, you're right. Okay, ready? One, one, two, two 
Three. Three. Appetizer. Appetizer. Yes! Yes, we did it! (laughs) I was going to say appetizing, which would have been very disappointing. (laughs) We got there. We got there. Uh, We can't live some maybes, you know? We got there. uh, Bob, that was great. That was fun. Yeah, that was super fun. I've played that game at bars before, and it gets... It's very fun once you get it. Oh, that was well, great. this is amazing, oh. Parker. You have a you have a heck of a show here, and I I, I had an amazing time. Bob, uh, I, this rules. I just I'm so I'm so happy. I was so excited to interview, and it just it exceeded expectations. Thank you. Oh, you've been overly complimentary. I have to <laughs> I have to get insulted now by someone to even out my day. Hey, uh, <laughs> why isn't your show more popular? There you go. Hey. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's a backhanded comment. Hey, God, gosh dang it! <laughs> <laughs>